Welcome to Writing the Nerds. We're down a nerd today. It's kind of sad. Uh, RBG. RBG? RGB. Yeah. Ray BG. Ray BG. Okay, so it is RBG. Uh, that's how I have it in my phone. I was worried I had to change it. Uh, <laughs> he can't be with us tonight. Uh, he's He's got... Uh, hell, I don't know what he's got, but he's an adult. So he's probably... And he's got kids, so it's probably adult kid stuff. Anyway... I am Kegger, as always, and I am here with my co-host. Cody. <laughs> and today we have, God, I just watched uh, the Daily Social Distancing show for the first time, <laughs> and it was like, I think it was last night's, so I think we're in like day 53 of quarantine. Um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Randy's going crazy. She's getting tired of staring at the friggin' walls. We all are. Oh, yeah, we're all ready. But I don't want to, like, jump the gun and then have it all start over. Oh, I know. So, it's, like, everybody protesting, yeah, we're tired of being at home. Just go home for a few more weeks. We'll make it. It'll be all right, because I don't want to do this shit again. But today we have a great episode lined up. Uh, I kind of wish RBG was here, because he's kind of yeah. current on the comic stuff. Well, yeah, him and... Him and Little Man, Micah, they've been, they've both been reading oh, the God, comics. They, at the but. end of the last episode, they were just talking us. Like, I think we stood here for, what, like another hour just yeah. talking about Spider-Man. Uh, oh, it's my bad. That was, uh, that's, uh, we're doing Spider-Man today. Um, I mean, God, that came out in the 60s. Yep. Was it the 60s? I'm pretty sure it was the 60s. Stan Lee, Steve Ditka. Yep. Uh, is it Ditka or Ditko? Ditko, I believe. I don't know. They were two of the heavyweight champions of the comic <laughs> industry at the time. Uh, you know, they, they, Stan Lee, from what I understand, Stan Lee wasn't as active in creating a lot of the stuff that he, he does, that his name's attached to. He just knew how to market it. He oh, knew yeah. How to like, like, he, he would create certain characters, I can remember, but like, n- none of these were solely. His creation. Yeah, it was always a collaboration was, yeah. with somebody else, and just this somebody else usually got then he would, carpeted. Yeah, he would do some writing, uh, of course, but I think they had that. Wasn't the 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 system that Stan Lee helped develop with them to where basically they would have the comic drawn with kind of a, well, I want this guy in it, and then the artist would kind of draw everything, and then they yeah. would fill in. Oh, okay, what yeah. happened afterward? I think I that don't was, remember. I I don't know much. About like how comics come together, um, you know. I know that there's a story, and then the artist comes in and kind of creates the story. And I know they have they have direction, so you know they want a splash page, which is a singular page. Um, you know they want this, they want that, uh, and they kind of do in and background, and then usually that's just with pencils or inks, you know, just the darks, and then somebody else comes in and colors and shades everything. It's a very, it's almost down to like a refined manufacturing process at this point mm-hmm. you know you get the writer and they have the story ready and then they just bubble everything after it's all done you know they fit it in but spider-man was uh, was unique when he came out because at the time if you really think about when spider-man came out we had batman you know yeah. batman is perpetually 29 of course. Superman, who I think is about the same. He's perpetually 29. Yeah. Um, which is why we got the Frank Miller, The Dark Knight Returns, mm. uh, because 
he wrote that because he turned 30 and outaged Batman. And he wanted to write a story about an older Batman. So at the time, everybody was primed, you know, late 20s, right around 30. And when Spider-Man came out, Spider-Man was a kid. And kids were sidekicks at best. You know, you had Robin, you had Aqualad, you had uh, Crypto. We won't talk about it. Um, I don't think Superman ever really had a sidekick, really. No. He's I mean, always just been so aggravatingly good. That unless you, unless you just count himself. Jimmy Olsen, maybe, but that's um, not a sidekick so much as a hindrance. I found out this. Jimmy Olsen wasn't originally in the comic. Jimmy Olsen came about during the Superman serials on the radio. He's another one of those created for another medium who transferred over. I'm really interested in those characters because that's yeah. that's wild. Because I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, you have Jimmy Olsen, you have Batgirl, and then you have yeah. Harley Quinn. We talked about her. Uh, it's just one of those wild things where something from some other medium, even though it is the same, you know, it's Superman, it bled over into the comics. Sometimes you get great characters like that. Uh, but off topic already. I mean, God, we just started. And we're not even on topic. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of goes back to the the method, like the, how these things are produced, the competition it was up against, and showing you how it bashed its way into a market that was already saturated enough, really. Right. You had to do something different. You had to do something new. What's better than to have a child, a teenager? Yeah. Um, and I think they really kind of played that up with the, the, the latest Tom Holland Spider-Man. Is he's despite the fact that I know he is in his mid-20s, he still looks like he's about 16 years old. Right. I say, uh, he's, he's definitely got it. Yeah, he's definitely got that Billy Elliot look. Still. Yeah, he's just so, like, youthful looking. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I know Tobey Maguire, at the beginning of his movie, the very, very first Spider-Man, he's supposed to be in high school. Yeah. And I think during the course of that, he graduates. Whereas Peter, uh, Tom hmm. Holland, both of his movies... And every movie he's been in so far, he's in high school. Yeah. I mean, Homecoming, Which, Far From Home. I think Far From Home, I think that's a senior trip, yeah? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Okay. The, um, so he's getting out. Yeah. I mean, might as well be. It's taken him, like, what, seven or eight years to finish high school? Well, there was the blip. Yes, you know? because, of, because of Thanos. But, I'm, you know, that's no excuse. It's weird so, <laughs> they went with blip instead of snap because everybody called it the snap, and then we get far from home, and everybody's calling it the blip. I guess nobody was around to see the snap, except for Thor. Yeah, and well, the heroes that survived. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think anybody actually saw him physically snap outside of Thor, though. Like, oh yeah, the, okay. And that's still something that irritates me about that. It's not even an irritation. It's just I find it funny because it seems like another abuse of power of the Infinity Stones. Oh, right. Is whenever he snaps his fingers, there's an actual finger, like skin snap sound oh, yeah. to it. Yet, in-game, when the stones are not in the gauntlet, you get a metal, a metal thunk. Right. I'd, so it yeah. kind of seems like he used a little bit of the power of the stones to be like, I'm just going to add insult to injury. Snap sound. <laughs> hey, I thought it was great. Um, I walked around after watching uh, Infinity War, snapping at everybody. You know, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see if I could dust people, but I don't have the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, I just changed my profile picture on my Facebook mm -hmm. uh, to a picture of Randy and I uh, for her birthday. We we took pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
the picture I had before that was a picture from my birthday when Think Geek was still open. Oh, and they had the, both the, the, the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. and the Iron Gauntlet. And I had it, and you have that. I had that kind of mad with power look I was trying to go for. But yeah, that was my my profile picture for almost six months, um, which yeah. is probably why I don't. Yeah, I haven't been getting on Facebook which, too awful much, which is why yeah, I haven't been posting. I guess, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love those those movies, but actually, it's kind of funny that I mean, just swinging back to Spider Man, he was actually kind of the emotional anchor, really. Like even in the first one with his ad lib death scene, you know. Oh and my then, god, uh, that was. And then his comeback or whatever in the second one being like that that point where. Tony Stark, you know, kind of knows everything's going to be okay. It's like Spider-Man was the crux of that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we kind of showed... I, I saw this on a meme, and it was... Uh, all the things that Tony Stark did for Peter. Mm. Uh, basically, he did it for Peter from learning from his own mistakes. He's like... He fell to earth, you know, in the suit he fell, so he gave he gave Peter a parachute. Yeah. He didn't have this, so he gave it to, made sure Peter had it. And so it was it was kind of touching and it it really kind of drove home like the the kind of like father-son relationship they kind of had. Mm. It was definitely a mentor student. Um Yeah. And then I, we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier, is that Tony turned into since you didn't get to see Uncle Ben get shot in the new movies again. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony turned, turned into that. Uncle Ben. For Peter, yeah. Um, would have been interesting to see who Uncle Ben was. Especially because, mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. Oh, God, I'm blanking on her name. Marissa Tomei. Marissa yeah. Tomei. Uh, I've been attracted to Marissa Tomei forever. Oh, easily. Yeah. Uh, and my cousin I was Vinny, gonna, I was going to say, at least it's like, my cousin Benny. Like yeah. that that's the first thing I can really remember her in. And I was just like, Oh, I like the hot New York girl, mm-hmm. you know? Uh and so now she's Aunt May and Aunt May's always been an old woman and she's not anymore. Yeah. And I feel weird about it. <laughs> I'm very attracted to Aunt May. Uh but I got to thinking about it. Why is Aunt May an old woman? I don't know. There was clear, like, it almost implies to me that Peter's parents were geriatric. Well, it's supposed to be. I mean, Ben's the brother. I'm assuming that Peter's parents were an accident. Oh, maybe like that's the one. Like later, we have like like, we have a kid who's getting ready to graduate high school, and oh shit, she's pregnant again. Like, how did this happen? Well, I mean, I got to thinking about it, but even in that situation, they wouldn't be. That old. I mean, my dad is 18 years older than me, and he's 53. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because I'm 35, and he's Because I'm assuming, like, let's say, at that point, even if she is, like, 18, 20 years older, however much, by the time Peter's parents have him, they're probably in their mid-20s, which means she's upward of 40, and then by the time Peter's getting ready to graduate high school, she's pushing 60. Mm. Okay, okay, I can see that. But I'm thinking, well, like, especially nowadays, uh, and I know it still happens. I mean, look at, uh, hell, look at me. My closest sibling, well, my sister's my closest sibling. She's two years younger than me. But I didn't know that until I was 12. My closest sibling before that was my brother, Will, and he's seven years younger than me. Hmm. And then the twins are eight years younger than me. 
you know, if I had to take, well, Will don't have any kids, but if I had to take one of the twins' kids, set of mm. kids, I'm not an old man. My yeah. wife's not an old woman. You know, we'd be parenting, you know, we parent age. So, like, I just never understood why she's always been this, like, really crusty old woman. I never understood that either, honestly. I and I, I didn't even question it until Marissa Tomei. It wasn't even something that even came to mind. And then once Marissa Tomei stepped on the scene as Aunt May, I was like, wait a minute. That makes more sense because my aunts and uncles aren't ancient, you know? Right. My dad's the eldest of the bunch. So, you know, they're not crusty old people. Uh, I just I just never got it. Um, that was a weird tangent, but it was all Spider-Man related. So It was the... I feel like that we went but, on one of our tangents, but, but we're kinda, still on topic. Well, even in Into the Spider-Verse, she looks a little younger. Like, she's not... Old. Oh, um, Lily it was, Tomlin. Uh, yeah, it was Lily Tomlin. Like, I know Lily Tomlin's getting up there because she's been making us laugh for decades. You know, she just like, got arrested. Really? Lily Tomlin. Yeah, she was with um, Fonda. Oh, and some kind they of were protest. At some kind of protest, okay. and they all got arrested. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. I'm like, if you had told me like she killed somebody, I'd be like, that's not possible, unless it was with laughter, because then, well, oh, Lily yeah. Tomlin's awesome. I didn't even know she was uh, she was gay until here recently. Oh yeah, no, I, I I saw a picture of her and her wife. I was like, oh, I didn't know she was with a woman. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, she's still great. I just hmm. didn't. That was just. I guess I didn't really need to know it. Lily Tomlin's just right. awesome, you know. Yeah, I say. Uh, it didn't even affect the way I looked at her. You know, I was just like, "Oh, she's still awesome." You know, I don't care who she's with. Oh. Uh, so, getting back to Spider-Man proper, mm. uh, that was just one of those weird tangents that I kind of, I've been pelting Randy with. <laughs> it's like you know how I tell you that I, I'll start talking nerd and I can just see her eyes glaze over. Yeah, that's one of those things that I do to her with about Aunt May. Yeah, kind of um, looks like somebody seeing the deadlights in it. Just right, you uh. can just you can see her check out. Right, <laughs> and uh, she really she really has nothing to say when we come and do this because she's like, at least it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she never comes. Yeah, she doesn't want to be here for the nerd stuff. And I've invited her. Uh, so, Peter Parker. Hmm. Um, great. I love Spider-Man. I've got a Spider-Man tat. Yeah. Uh, in fact, all of my of my nine tattoos, eight hmm. of them are comic book themed. Um, and Spider-Man's one of my favorites, just because of where it's at. Hmm. I forget about it all the time, but I love it. Uh, I've been a Spider-Man fan since hmm. I was little. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean... When I was little, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, uh, the cartoon, yeah. definitely. It wasn't my introduction to Spider-Man, um, but I definitely just... I don't know. I feel like I was just predest predestined to be a comic book nerd because I grew up with The Incredible Hulk TV series with David Banner. Yeah, and Bruce, B yeah, Bruce Bixby. Is, yeah, uh, Bruce Bixby yep. and Lou Ferrigno. Right. So I knew who Lou Ferrigno was my entire life. It's also the first televised appearance of Thor. If yes. I remember the, correctly. Uh, yeah, the, was it the Death the, the No, Hulk, it was uh, the, the, the Incredible Hulk Returns. Yes, there you go. And then uh, Matt Murdock, Deadpool, or De Daredevil. Yep. It was uh, the trial of the Incredible Hulk. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those were amazing when I was a kid. Watching them now, they're real happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're real cheesy. I, I did watch that show, though. My dad 
was like, you like those Spider-Man cartoons, you'll like this. And then oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah, It's dude. still Stan Lee. It's the Hulk. I'm surprised Spider-Man ain't showed up yet. Um, I did find out what... Uh, no, I'm not going to get on that tangent. <laughs> we'll talk about the Hulk, and I'll bring that up later. Right. Because um, I do love the Hulk. Mm. Uh, I just found out something in this Absolute Carnage. I've been reading the Absolute Carnage thing after he showed it to us. Yeah. And uh, Ross is dead. What, really? Yeah. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt Ross? Is dead. He's, okay. Um, Carnage was desecrating his body. Oh. Um, well, actually, that's part of the course. Yeah. I can't wait to see Woody Harrelson portray Carnage. <laughs> I really can. I'm I, so excited. There's, It's going to be something somewhat amusing about seeing somebody with as much glee as he brings to, like, the Tallahassee character's Carnage. Well, even in his... I can't... I can never remember the names of them in... Uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, but, I can't either. But uh, even then, the glee he had in his face. Mm. I don't know. Seeing them kill Rodney Dangerfield the way they did. Yeah. That was wild. But uh, I'm trying to think of what my first introduction to Spider-Man. Maybe I just always knew who Spider-Man was. Yeah. Um, my... Oh, Spider-Man and Friends. Okay. You know, where he had uh, mm. uh, Human Torch and... Uh, yep. What was it? Ice... Icicle or Iceman? No, was it? it, it, There was. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking it was Iceman, Hmm. and the girl was uh, Sunspot. Maybe was it? I I don't remember. See, I can. I I'm every time I try and think of it, my mind is going back to that PlayStation One game they had back in the day, where at the end he's playing poker with the Human Torch, Iceman, Daredevil, and Thing Black Canary. What game was that? It, It was just the Spider Man game. I can't like it featured. All of his villains in it, basically. At least see, the ones you give a shit about, you know, for the see, most part. they had, a, like, a massive, like, they had a really good run of games on the two. Yeah. Where they had, like, Shattered Dimensions. This one and... actually wasn't bad for what it was. Huh. Except the final thing was, like, a chase where Octavius, who had the Carnage symbiote on him, I think, was chasing you out of a place before oh. it exploded because everything had to explode. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's a video game. Right. Everything, you know, especially PlayStation. Everything's got to explode. It's kind of like Michael Bay film. Uh, yep. Except the camera stayed still. <laughs> so it wasn't like Cloverfield? Um, no. Uh, so, all right. So that was probably my first introduction. And I was little. Because, I mean, I remember watching that uh, with, like, Super Friends and all the real older, older animated shows. Um so I'm guessing, you know, the real proper, ver- you know, introduction to Spider-Man was just the, the animated series in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I was actually like, that. Jing- the, the theme for that was going through my head as I was driving I over know. here today. I can still hear the guitar riff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was trying to compete with that guitar riff that has been stuck in your head since the 90s, which is the X-Men. I was going to say, it can't, it can't even begin to compare <laughs> with the X-Men. <laughs> So, you know, they were trying to compete with that, and it just it didn't work out as well. But I loved the fuck out of that Spider-Man series. I oh, mean, so did And I. it got into deep, like, some deep stuff. Like, it really did. Uh, it was kind of back in the time, like, with the X-Men, where it wasn't just geared at kids. It was, like, shooting for the adults, too. So, you know, I remember some very complex themes and stuff. And I know that they did, uh, what did they do? Uh, like, like, they never introduced Gwen Stacy. No. So they just like substituted a lot of Gwen's stuff with Mary Jane. 
Um, and Aunt May was still like between 70 to 80. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, let's see. Where do I, we want to go? I mean, I've been reading the comics forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I got introduced, oddly enough, like my mom was never a comic book person. My dad sure shit wasn't either, so I just happened to. Well, your to, dad a jock. Yeah. I, <laughs> which is so funny, was mine. Which is, I mean, I did sports too, but I was like the nerdy jock kind of guy. The, my dad was kind of like Kelso. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, he loved Star Wars, but he was still a jock. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I think Star Wars was like that, okay? Because there's always, like, one thing that is super nerdy, but it's okay. It's like, just, being, like Dragon Ball yeah. Z back in the day. How it was just okay to watch Dragon Ball Z, even if you were a jock. But just, like, imagine one of the nerds from Revenge of the Nerds being on the basketball team with Ogre. Like, it just... <laughs> just seeing him at the end of the bench, just like, man, did you catch that new Star Wars movie? Nerd! Like... <laughs> Nerd! Yeah, okay, I'll just... I'll stay down here then. <laughs> you know, it's... I don't know. Because, like, especially but, when, when I came into the scene, like, during the 90s, <laughs> comic books were huge. Yeah. It was the big. It was one of the big comic book booms, which almost killed the comic book industry because you know they were talking See, about all these older comics, like the original Superman, how it was worth a lot of money because there weren't many of them around, and they people started thinking that they could buy up comics and put their kids through school. It was like no, there's like hundreds of thousands of that one issue. Oh yeah, it's not worth a damn thing. You know, but, I think Spawn number one to this day is still only like. Eight bucks. Damn. You know, I have a copy. Yeah. What was it? Um, no, I think, yeah, because my mom introduced me to Spider-Man, which I thought was funny. Like, she That's doesn't, awesome. Yeah, she doesn't really give a shit about comics or anything. She doesn't hate them, doesn't like them, will not go Just out of her way to. Yeah, yeah. Won't, won't go out of her way to ingest it, but if, you know, she'll catch an Avengers movie on TV, she'll watch it. Right. Um, it's one of those. Where she now has a grandson that is, that's, he's all Oh, about. God, yeah. <laughs> my, my poor child never stood a chance of not being introduced oh, to yeah. it. Uh, Neither did mine. So, yeah. I mean, we got that. And in all honesty, that, that was the thing that drew me to Spider-Man. He's a kid. And if not, you know, depending on which depiction you see of him, he's young. He's struggling to get through college, you know, like while being a photographer who... Not in the least bit suspicious. He's the only one who can catch a good photo of Spider-Man. Right, right. Nowadays, that would be so, like... Oh, yeah. uh, You're the only one who can get pictures of Spider-Man? Motherfucker, are you Spider-Man? You know? That would be one of the first things I'd ask. You'd be like, only this one guy can get pictures of Spider-Man. Nobody finds that suspect? Uh, Yeah, I mean, but that was half the draw. It's like, he's a kid who has... I think... Later on, I kind of realized he was bridging all the gaps between other heroes for me, too. Yeah, he really was. Because, I mean, there for a minute, Spider-Man teamed up with everybody. even that, he was the do-gooder. He had the similar sense of righteousness to Captain America. The same sense of... Uh, I should that ego's not part of it. Spider Man was never egotistical. No, no. Uh, but he had all the quips and smart ass like See, that's what drew me in. Like, when he was super young, almost, yeah. you know, right around, you know, I was young, young. You know, but as soon as I hit teenager, I was like, you know, Peter Parker started out my age. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was a smartass. And that seems to be where I go. I'm really drawn to the smartasses. I mean, Deadpool. I got Deadpool tattooed on my arm. Mm. You can't get any more smartass than Deadpool. No. Um, but, like, even reading The Absolute Carnage, 
him and Eddie are talking, you know, like Eddie Brock's trying to, you know, get Spider-Man to help him. And uh, Robert just, you know, dude just tries to come in and hold up the, the, the diner. He just had the unfortunateness to pick the one that both Venom and Spider-Man were in. Yeah. And Spider-Man, they look at each other and Brock's just like, you go do it. I'm going to go. The kid's going to eat your fries. You know, and so Spider-Man's over there beating up the bad guy and he sticks him to the wall and he's out of breath and he looks at the guy. He said, when the cops get here, tell them I said something funny. I have a reputation to uphold. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those things. He's like, when he's got the mask on, he's this uber smart ass. Oh, yeah. And he, I mean, he had technical know-how. He had, like, I mean, he was a boy genius, essentially. Like, he was just a... Kind of like a mini Tony Stark. Yeah. So to me, to me, it was like, I don't, you know, have to worry about him trying to toss around a trash can lid that defines, that defies physics. Um, (laughs) You know, he still has that same moral righteousness where, you know, he'll always do the right thing, no matter what. Even when he doesn't, he feels bad about it. Yeah. (laughs) It just eats at him because he didn't do the thing like he should have. And it was only because he didn't think of it at the time. Right. Like, yeah. Like, it was always one of those, like... Hindsight 2020. Yeah, like, he's naturally gifted. He's a born leader. Like, he he just absolutely... I know at one point they basically stated that Spider-Man is one of the strongest, most powerful heroes in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I mean, he could be, especially with a certain sense of precognition with the Spider-Sense. Oh, yeah. It would make him... (laughs) The Peter Tingle. (laughs) (laughs) That was... (laughs) Ah, that's so great. It was. It was so great. And even Happy doing it. Oh, the Peter Tingle? Stop calling it that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did like how, uh, and this is something that a lot of people probably don't know, but when Spider-Man was an Avenger before the Civil War, Mm. uh, Tony Stark moved Spider-Man, Mary Jane, and Aunt May into Avengers Tower. And Aunt May and Jarvis. Yeah, they became a... They were a couple. Yeah. They got. They almost got married until you find out that Jarvis was a secret scroll, was a scroll sleeper. Um, wow. But they were playing that up with Happy. Oh. Aunt May and Happy. And that was the connection I made immediately. I was like, well, there's no real Jarvis proper in this. So, yeah, it has to be Happy. <laughs> you know? And I thought that was great. And uh, I, I I actually wouldn't mind seeing Happy be Spider-Man's stepdad. You know, I kind of um, liked the way that was going. Me either, because I love their dynamic in the first movie where it's just like, yeah, don't call me. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right. Like, you know, and then now it would be like, look, you're going to make it home tonight. Like, you know, please don't fuck around on this one. Otherwise, your bedtime's 830. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, honestly, and you kind of got the sense that Happy was trying to like keep distance from the kid because there at the end Tony and Happy are talking and Happy looks at him and goes I told you he was a good kid you know it was almost like Happy was just bored with having to watch out for this kid who's just a good kid yeah Um, to cut to far from home Peter's in was it the Netherlands or it's some kind of European trip and I can't remember where all it took place at, but it was beautiful. Well, places. like when he got, he was on the train. Oh, he had to I call think, Happy. Yeah, I think that was. It was like the was Netherlands it? or. Or was it the, no, wait, because the UK is where it ended up, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they went to England last. Um, I'll have to watch that. Well, he can be like, well, uh, Quentin, right. Stereo, he, he was on the train, he was he knocked out. He still had the, the night monkey suit on. <laughs> right. Um, he ends up in jail, and then he borrows the guy's phone. He's like, everybody's so nice here. You know? Hmm. <laughs> and he, the first person he calls is Happy. Then Happy immediately flies over to rescue him. So it kind of tells you right then and there where they're at, you know, how the, even their relationship has evolved. Yeah. Um, and he was happy. You could definitely tell at the end of that, Happy was definitely looking at him like he was looking at a young Tony Stark. Um, I did want to punch Tom Holland in the face when he said, when they start playing uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I love ACDC. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to smash his face so bad. Well, bad, Peter. Bad. <laughs> even in Civil War, we're just like, you guys ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? I'm like, fuck, man. Right. Like, like, that movie's well, older than me. In, uh, Infinity War. He's oh, like, yeah. You seen that really old movie, Alien? But I love it because Rhodey comes in and he just goes, Jesus Christ, Tony, how old is this kid? <laughs> right. He's like, I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. Like, I... <laughs> He's 16. <laughs> yeah, and then even when he mentions aliens, like one more pop culture reference out of you, and I swear to God. like <laughs> I did love it. Tony was like, well, I had a plan, but the kids seen movies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, let's let's jump back into, uh, I mean, how much of the, have you read a lot of the comics? Have you read any of the comics? I would say in the 90s more so. More in the 90s. Yeah. So the god-awful clone series. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, funny? I think I cut out right before that time that Peter birthed himself. Oh God! Yeah, want to want to dive into that chestnut there? Well, I remember they kind of got into that in the series, in the animated series. Mm. But the thing they did was like in the animated series, or maybe it was maybe it was the Shattered Dimensions, the video game. I mean, he... But it was one of the Peters from another reality who had merged with Carnage, and was like the super villain. Mm. Um, kind of waiting for that to happen in the comics. I don't think that's happened. Probably. would be cool. I uh, I mean... I see it happening in this absolute carnage thing. I'm personally happy that Into the Spider-Verse happened and brought oh, all yeah. the other Spider-Man... Spider-Men, sorry, and women into the mainstream because people had, like... I can't tell you how many times I had to correct people and once again, that was one of those, like, nerd. Right, like... It's whenever like, just like, yes, Spider-Ham existed well before the Spider-Pig yes, thing did. from The Simpsons. God damn it. Like, uh, you know. What was... Well, Into the Spider-Verse, the comic, introduced a bunch of new ones. Mm-hmm. And what Into the Spider-Verse wanted to do was pull together the Spider-Men, or spiders, that they had created that stuck mm. that people still like so Miguel O'Hara from oh, 2099 yeah. Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe and then they introduced the one that I don't know why or how but she just appeals to me and I I can't help oh. but look at her and I've drawn her several times I don't know if it's the aesthetic mm. or just for whatever reason Spider-Gwen Spider is Gwen one of is the coolest so fucking characters that they have created in the last 15 years um see she's I, a friggin drummer i i have to agree with you spider gwen it's funny because like i i knew when i couldn't 
keep going out and buying issues of comics every week because the town yeah. I grew up in didn't we didn't have a comic shop. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I would basically is with the advent of the internet, just mm-hmm. look all this shit up and study it all the oh, time. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah spider. I know all the stuff. little secret hidey holes in the internet to find your comics. Hmm. Um, support your local comic shop. Do not steal comics. But growing up poor, I had to get comics somehow, and I had to hide it from everybody. So it's not like I keep a huge stack of comics, right? You know, in my room. It was bad enough that I had the comics that I had. Um, yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, I don't know if my dad would have been more disappointed if he would like look between my mattresses and find a stack of Playboys, or if he had found a stack of Spider-Man comics. Well, I, I don't know. When the Ultimate Universe came out, that was all online originally it didn't have like i think you could get it printed but it came out online issue by issue and i remember sitting at the computer until my eyes hurt reading comics um because then you can just clear cash history and nobody knew i was reading comics yeah um but i just hours and hours and hours spy ultimate spider-man and it was at first it bored me because it was just rehashing all of the origin stories. Yeah. But it was modernizing them. Um, and then they started making their own rules where if you died in the Ultimate Universe, you were dead. So, like, they killed off damn near everybody. Wolverine, Xavier, Magneto, mm-hmm. Peter Parker, um, which is how we ended up with Miles. Yeah. Um, they, they, if you died, it stayed over there. Um until they shit canned it all and brought everybody over into the the universe proper. When now we have a Miles Morales who's not Spider Man, he's Kid Arachnid, and I think that sucks. Yeah, because he is. He should. I mean, he should be. He should be considered Spider Man. Right. Like, Even though he is still a teenager, he's still in high school, he is totally Spider Man. Oh yeah. And he's Spider Man, just like. Peter started out in high school at Spider-Man. Um, I did love in uh, Homecoming when he's got uh, Donald Glover. Yes. Who is Aaron. Uh, right, um, he's the Prowler, basically. Yeah. Which is Miles' his uncle. Uh, he's like, I heard your voice. Sound like a girl. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I mean, a man. That <laughs> <laughs> was totally a teenager thing. Um, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I mean, a man. <laughs> which uh, Spider-Verse did the Prowler justice too oh, really yeah. did except I hated that they killed him off yeah well, well I, mean, I saw that coming yeah I mean you kind of did but at the same time it's like it's Marshall Ali right who Prowler and you're like just in his second Marvel role yeah I say he's gonna be Blade like he's which will be his third Marvel role yep cause he was in um Luke, Luke Cage. Cage yes he was the he was supposedly the like he geared up to be the main villain, and then it was his sister, because uh, they killed him. Yeah, which I was just like, um, I kind of liked him. <laughs> right, that sucked. He was a good villain. Uh, but yeah, Spider Man. Uh, the The fact that they, I don't know, Miles' universe is gone, so now he's just a part of this universe. Hmm. But Gwen's still a different one. That drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, but Spider-Gwen, oh my God. See, I still haven't 
Because I know they did it in they did her origin in well, in Into the Spider Verse, the yeah, comic. To me, Spider Gwen was always cooler than Spider Woman. Like, right. I yeah. I don't, I don't know. really care for either of the Spider Women they had. No. Um, they had two. Um, and both of their names are escaping me right now. And I keep wanting to go Carol Danvers, and that's not who it is. No, no, definitely not. That's uh, that's that awful, awful other hero um, who has a god complex. Uh, right. And I think that's one of the main reasons I hate her. Well, Carol, Carol Danvers is kind of a dick in the comics anyway. Yeah. Like, well, she has a super god complex in the comics. Oh, yeah. Like, they find a precog thing, and so she's just arresting people because that's, somebody thought that they might do something. That's Civil War too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I hate that. She thinks she knows better than everybody. Uh, I hate that. Absolutely hate that. She's mm-hmm. the reason Tony Stark is in a coma or was. Yeah. I think he's out and he's a super villain now. Um, nice. Right. Like, uh, he, he eggs got scrambled and, mm-hmm. uh, now he's an egocentric maniac, yeah. which and, he's always on the cusp of anyway. Yeah. And you've never really had to worry about, See, that's another good thing about Spider-Man. You never really have to worry about him going rogue. No. He he already knows everything he'd be up against if he would. It's right? kind of like a, it was kind of like when we were talking about the Justice League Doom thing. Yeah. Did we do that on an episode? Or? I, I don't know. I think it was one of those tangents where yeah. it was like Batman, you know, they're talking about Batman and Superman are talking. It's like you had a plan for everybody on this team except for you. Oh, and yeah. He's like, I have a plan. It's called the Justice League. Right. Uh and then, it's kind of like Spider-Man. It's kind of funny because when he says that, I'm just like, your plan nearly killed the Justice League right, right, right now. There is no contingency for you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, um, well, I mean, even in Civil War, uh, t- uh, Peter started out on Tony's side yep. and switched. Um, he switched sides. Uh, that that introduced probably one of my favorite time is... It was called uh, Spider-Man Back in Black. Yeah. Because even after he got rid of the symbiote, Black Cat said he looked sexier in a black suit, so she Mm. made him one. And he went back and got it. So he was in the black suit again for a while, but not the one everybody... Remember, you know, not the alive one. Yeah, not the one that makes you disco dance, right? Right. My favorite line from any of that is, you know, he's a wanted fugitive now because Mm. he's switched teams, and which sounds like it's an LBGT thing. LGBT. Yeah, Q. Q. I missed the Q, sorry. Uh, But he said, you know, the cops are after him. He's not hurting anybody. He's making sure he's he's not hurting anybody. But this one cop, like, gets out of the webbing and marches over all angrily to his cop car, pops the trunk, and Spider-Man does his Spider-Man thing where he comes down upside down. And the cop's looking, and there's all all these guns and ammo and everything. And Spider-Man, in true Spider-Man form, goes... What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he did not." <laughs> uh, it made me laugh audibly. It is. So I was. It stuck with me ever since because it made me laugh audibly. It is good. <laughs> but yeah. And it was about the time that song was out, so it just made me laugh even harder. Uh, what, what you gonna that? do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk? Because uh, what was it? He he doesn't switch teams until. Um, Somebody, After Goliath. Yeah. That's After right. Goliath gets killed, he switches teams. 
After we realize what a dickhead Reed Richards is. Reed Richards, well, and Tony. Yeah. Because well, he starts to see that Tony's doing this all for a power grab. Yep. Um, weird. It was so weird. Yeah. And it was the first time in my comic book history where I sided with Captain America. Oh. I don't know. I was I I would have always probably been team cap on that one anyway. If only because you know that Boy Scout's never gonna choose the wrong option, complete wrong option at least. Well like, it came down to I didn't at the time I didn't really care for Cap or Iron Man. RDJ hadn't Yeah. Well the funny been the funny thing Man is yet. part of the reasons why they started off with Iron Man and those guys in the movies anyway was because they had offered the movie rights to other studios long time running and no one would take it because they're like no one likes this character exactly like if you were one of the you know 15 people who read comic or who read iron man comics in the early 2000s then right. you know you got a huge boost out of it like, well i mean marvel life sold the licensing rights out to save itself yeah they were like they were selling the rights left and right to try to Trade water because because they were sink they were a sinking ship. They even tried to do a Iron Man toy merchandising at one point, mm-hmm. and the focus groups were like, "What the hell is this?" Right? Like, I yeah, mean, even kids were not jumping on Iron Man toys, which they didn't I even really get into Tony's alcoholism near as much. No, in the movies, but um, yet Spider Man, though, on the other hand, was a goddamn mainstay. You couldn't. Oh, like, yeah, no, there's... There was always a Spider-Man toy on the shelves. It's kind of like Batman. Yeah. I mean, you put a toy of Batman on the shelf, and it's going to sell. You put yeah. a toy of Spider-Man on the shelf, and it's going to sell. Um, they're very toyetic, and kids love them. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, Spider-Man's extremely relatable. Right, and especially because he started out as a kid, as a yeah. teenager. Um <clears throat> And that even Batman is more relatable than Iron Man because he's just a regular dude who is just... He's just so smart that he built a super suit, basically. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like, the, they're, they're both billionaires, except Batman's like, nah, I'm just going to hit the gym. You build a suit. <laughs> I think he did a little... I mean, he went abroad until... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they got Batman year one at Walmart. Oh, the really? Whole, the whole trade... Uh, by Frank Miller, and I need to read that because I know like it gets into more of where he was before he was Batman. Uh, See, but do they in current Spider-Man comics? Do you know? Do they talk about his parents much at all? Like because I know they, there was that whole they were Shield agents. Like they kind of bounced yeah. the idea around. It's kind of like uh, Wolverine. Where nobody knew Wolverine's origin until somebody decided, you know what, I'm going to tackle the origin. And it's really the first time that they've done that, that it worked. Yeah. Because I had that comic, the Wolverine origin comic, and mm-hmm. damn, was it good. Um, and then it, it led into like Wolverine origins, which explored mm-hmm. more of it. And this all happened after the House of M. Yeah. Because um, in the House of M, Wolverine never lost his memories. Mm-hmm. And when everything changed over, he's the only one that remembers everything. And then he kept all of his memories. Because the more I think about it, Peter Parker's parents don't really matter. Not really. To the equation, really. Like, he didn't know them. The reason why he decided he should be a hero is because Uncle Ben got shot. Not because his parents got murdered. Yeah, they really, like, I know they played with the secret agent thing. They played with supervillains. 
um, mafia, espionage, that goes in secret agent. I know that in the Andrew Garfield ones, they were playing with the the parents' idea a little more. Um, Yeah, they even had a deleted scene from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 where his dad meets up with him at the cemetery. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is actually a pretty good scene. Yeah, I don't know why they... Well, I know why they killed it, but... Yeah. uh, Because there wasn't going to be a third movie. (laughs) Um, Sony saw that death of that franchise coming early. uh, They just tried too much. Mm. They tried to push too much. Um, And Max Dillon, they're... I don't know whose fault it was. I don't know if it's writer or just Jamie Foxx's portrayal of Max Dillon. Mm. It just was bad. Yeah. I don't he just know. was not a good Max Dillon. Jamie Foxx is a great actor, but yeah, it's exactly. like it just it was mismatched. It just yeah, didn't. it just didn't fit. Um, and I I'll blame both the writing, and then I want to know what source material they gave him to look at. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering because like I I almost feel like that was a case of bad writing, but then you have a good actor who's trying to overcompensate for the bad writing, and it turns out to be bleh. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the comics, Max Dillon is just a crook. He's just a low-level crook who dumbed his way into superpowers, basically. Um, yeah. He's just right place, wrong time kind of thing. Um, yeah, they for some reason, they thought they had to set up the Sinister Six incredibly quickly. Right, because yeah. you even had, uh, what is it, uh, Paul Giamatti yeah. being Alexi. For about 30 seconds. In the beginning, and... Yeah, sorry. 30 seconds at the end. Pretty much. Um, Which was a mechanical rhino. I thought the mech idea was kind of cool because, hmm. I mean... Yeah, it makes more sense. It, it makes more sense than, you know, the concrete suit that the rhino has. But it kind of makes um, me wonder because Sony's barreling toward the Sinister Six right now. Which They have been barreling toward the Sinister Six for the last, like, 10, 15 years. They really wanted to push this idea... Because they're trying, like, well, they wanted to expand, like, the MCU. They wanted, because they had Spider-Man, and they had all the Spider-Man's characters. So they were trying to expand. Problem is, Spider-Man's only got villains. So they're trying to make the villains anti-heroes. Yeah. Whereas the only really anti-hero in the whole thing mix would be Venom, Venom and Morbius. Right. Uh, and Venom was a success. Movie-wise, I'm glad that it did as well as it did. That way we're getting a two. I admit, whoever thought hiring Jared Leto to play a vampire was a good idea, like, clearly did not hear the stories from the Suicide Squad set. Like, that... <laughs> he is very fond of himself. It, sometimes method can go way too far. Yeah. You know, like, from what I understand, ask some people who've worked with Gary Oldman. Like, there's that... Yeah. You know, there's there's a point when method acting can go way too goddamn far. It goes and uh yeah, that's the point. Uh I mean, ask anybody who worked with Andy Kaufman. <laughs> wow, yeah. You know. Or sometimes Tony. he just he he played it to death. Or Tony Clifton for that matter. Exactly. <laughs> but the Sinister Six, like I've been looking forward to that for a long time. And in fact, I I kind of don't care if they alter the characters a little bit, even because the end of the Spider-Verse, bringing it back to that, female Doc Ock, I was on board for that. That was Liv. awesome. I, um, I loved that whole line, oh great, it's Liv. 
right. <laughs> um, and she was actually, from what I understand, what I remember, hmm. the female Doc Ock is in the 2099 universe. Hmm. That's yeah. where the female Doc Ock was. And she's not being displaced in that movie, so... No. That's so interesting. I, I think they just rewrote it for the yeah. Um, that you don't really know, because obviously, Enter the Spider Verse was the ultimate universe, right? But we didn't really get a six one six Peter Parker. No, because we got Peter B Parker, mm-hmm. and then the one they were calling Peter Parker was the Chris, the Chris Pine one who got yeah. killed. But that was the ultimate Parker, who may or may not have been the Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I don't think he was. I mean, he definitely had his disco moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the, the, the Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, oh, there were so many people in the that like I'm gonna go ahead and say Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie. It's the best one there's been <clears throat> so far. Um and then this is gonna catch me a lot of flack, you know, from all you know, nine listeners. Mm. My favorite Spider-Man movie is the first amazing Spider-Man. After the after end of the Spider Verse, I will give you that Dennis Leary was a perfect casting choice for Owen Stacy. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, and the casting was pretty good. I mean, I gotta it? say, um, Reese Reese, Reese Ifons. Ifons. Yeah, I can never the, pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, Doctor Kurt Connors, the Lizard. I mean, and he kind of played that perfectly. He did actually because Connors himself is not a bad guy. No. It's just he started losing his marbles when he did the experiments on himself to regrow his arm. Yeah. Um, I did love the whole part where he was like, and if you didn't know, yes, I'm a Southpaw. <laughs> I was like, ha because um, you're missing an arm. Uh, but yeah, I think he did a really great job being the lizard. See, I really like The Amazing Spider-Man 1. And one. <clears throat> the only... Two was awesome. Yeah. Whenever they're just like, hey, look, this is going to be the Green Goblin, and they show the picture of him, I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like, Willem Dafoe was a great Green Goblin, but it was hammy as hell. Oh, it was, I mean, Sam Raimi has a bad habit of, he's just kind of hammy. He is. I mean, look at at The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be a straight-up horror movie, and it was so slapstick and funny that it turned into what it is. Yeah. You know? Uh, give me some sugar, baby. Right. Uh, groovy and stuff like that. You know, it just, it's a phenomenon unto itself. We're going to have to do an episode on just the evil dead. Oh, I agree uh, completely. And, and, uh, Fucking, it, how awful that goddamn yeah. serious horror movie remake was. The, uh, nope. Um, I never did watch. I couldn't. Oh, I saw it in the theaters. I couldn't. It was awful. It was like, horrible. even from the previews, I'm like, no. Like, I just. Yeah, I was, I was very upset by the end of that movie. But, Sam Raimi has a bad habit of being campy. Yeah. His his Spider-Man trilogy... Okay, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Spider-Man 3 was just... I'm going to try to pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Because it was awful. That, I, was, that was studio... That was studio meddling. fuckery, yes, at its finest. And just like everybody wants Venom, put Venom in it. There's no part in this story for Venom. Yeah, but yeah, put him let, in anyway. Then, you know, you know, Venom's like super huge and beefy. Let's uh, let's make Venom Toby Maguire or uh, Topher, Topher Grace. Grace. Yeah, yeah, you know, Topher Grace, who is physically smaller than Toby Maguire. 
uh, Venom, who in the comic books is Peter Parker and Spider-Man and Venom. The the strength difference is nerd to bully, jock bully. Yeah. So it's like when Peter would get picked on by Flash, that's how much stronger Venom was than Spider-Man. So it kind of threw up the status quo. No, let's let's do Topher Grace. He's you know scrawny. And they kind of played him kid. off like a xenomorph. He did, yeah. It was <clears> awful. And that bothered me too. Yeah, he was real scrawny. They played him off like a xenomorph. Uh, I don't know. Topher Grace is just. I love Topher Grace in that '70s show. Yeah. That's about it. I can't really. Well, all right. Predators. He was okay. I didn't even care for him in Predators. I knew I, something was wrong with him because yeah. why else would he be there? Yeah, exactly. Like um, I thought they played that to good effect, but American Ultra. Never watched it, but um, it's worth it. Actually, he's, he's actually the villain. Black Klansman. He made a good David Duke. I will say I that, seen that, which I don't know if that is a horrible insult to say, but like it, his acting ability made his portrayal good, huh. even though David Duke is scum. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's, we're just throwing it out there. Uh, I don't know, Topher, the, the Oceans movies, where he plays himself hmm. as like a dumber version of himself, those are pretty good. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, Topher Grace being Eddie Brock was awful. Really I just even before I went to the theaters to see that movie, when I saw that he was going to be Venom, I went, "Why?" You know that, and then they totally went the right direction with Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy is at least the same build as Eddie Brock. Yeah, you know, you could tell Tom yeah. Hardy's hit the gym a little bit, whereas they even tried to kind of ham that movie up a little bit. At certain they points, um, and it kind of yeah. they kind of went with the lethal protector storyline, mm. which is like after everything was said and done with Venom and Spider Man in New York, Eddie went to San Francisco, and that's where the lethal protector thing came from. Whereas, yeah, he was still doing, he was killing people, but they were bad guys. He was like an antihero, Punisher type, um, and that was where they went with that. But the fact that they didn't even mention Spider-Man in that movie bothered me. Yeah. It bothered me a lot. They mentioned John Jameson in that Venom movie. Yeah. Oh, they did. Jonah Jameson's son coming back from the, he was the first one to be infected with the. Yeah, that's right. The riot or whatever. Yeah. That was John Jameson. Never once mentioned Spider-Man. Not at all. And it drove me nuts watching. I'm like, this is very much, if you really had to boil it down, it's Spider-Man's offspring, kind of. Yeah, at least you know, at least we know that no matter what they do for J. Jonah Jameson, though, it's J.K. Simmons. Oh, no shit. All the way. Favorite line of the original Spider-Man trilogy is, Mr. Jameson, you can't print that. That's slander. It is not. I resent that. Slander is spoken in print. It's libel. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I love this guy. He knows his shit. God, yeah, I mean... I trust my barber. 
Yeah, even at that, what was it? Him going through the photos the first time? Crap, 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 crap. crap, crap. crap. Give me 200 bucks. <laughs> Give me 200 bucks. Run this page one front cover. You know, it's like, crap. Well, you, he's looking through them and you see, you can see they're, they're good. Yeah. And he looks up because he looks at him and he's like, his eyes open up and he looks up and he kind of goes, crap, crap, crap. So he's p- pretending. Yeah. So he doesn't have to pay as much. And even, <laughs> and even in the second one, he's just like, Doc Ock. Go ahead and code a copyright on that. I want a quarter or someone every time someone says it. What are we going to call this guy? Dr. Strange? I like that. But it's taken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love that Sam Raimi, when when he got the, he's going to direct uh, yeah, Doctor Multiverse too, of Madness, man. he said he never thought in a thousand years that one offline that he would end up directing a Dr. Strange movie. So, but here's hoping that we do see good old Bruce Campbell. Yes. I mean, we know he's going to be there. He's going to show up in some capacity or another. He has to. Um, just because I think it's contractually. I, I feel like it is contractually. Every time Sam Raimi signs on for a movie, he's like, hey, and there has to be a part for Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell and Ted Raimi. Yep. He has to have both of them in the movie. Uh, what was his What was his name in Xena? Uh, Josher? Was it Josh? Joxer? Joxer. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> I love the singing minstrel or whatever. <laughs> God, see it that? Good uh, old Sam Raimi. I mean, he, and he gave us, truthfully, he gave us the birth of the comic book movie boom, essentially. Yeah, he really did. I mean, um, uh, did X-Men X- beat it by two years. Yeah, okay. X-Men came out in 2000. Spider-Man came out in 2002. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's, I can deal with that. Um, But, I mean, and it's funny, when you look at the original two X-Men movies, those are kind of boring, and they just don't really... Anymore, yeah. They they don't really hold up as well. No, they don't. Um, I was actually watching a video of of comic book movies that didn't hold up to time, and it's sad because X-Men is 20 years old. Yeah. Holy shit, X-Men is 20 years old. I know. (laughs) Like... Wow, that came out in 2000, and it's 2020. And, written, and we've had a buttload of X-Men movies it's still, since then. It's still so weird to think those were written by Solid Snake. No, shit. David yeah, Hayter wrote David Hayter, he wrote X, X1 and X2. Huh. And th- which is why sometimes I picture Wolverine with Solid Snake's voice. And, oh, and just yeah. as a... Uh, and it's completely my brain putting two and two together in a way that equals chair. Like, it just doesn't... <laughs> It, it just doesn't make any sense, but I always hear like a that kind of thing play off in my head. But yeah, I mean, Spider Man kind of really paved the way for all that. Right, even I mean, more. Spider Man so. was the like they, was a bigger hit. They they built off the success of X Men, but they made it a lot more fun, which truthfully probably owes part of its appeal due to that campy ass nature. That uh, I mean, you do you have to have it. And I think Sam Raimi really attacked the movie the right way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a comic book. A lot of people, even to this day, call them funny books. Yeah. You know, um, you say comics and most people think, a lot of people, well, not anymore because of the comic book boom. But, uh, you know, back in the day, those were the funny pages of the newspaper. Yeah. You know, that wasn't nothing, you know, you throw that away. Um which again, you know, even back in the very beginning of comic books, you know, donate to the war effort, recycle, use this. And the first thing moms would do, 
grab them stupid comic books and you know right. throw them in for paper for the war effort, which is why they were so valuable because yeah. not many of them survived. Um, but he did. He kind of came at it at a campy angle. Um, it had its serious moments. It had its funny moments. It you know it gave us doughy eyed Toby Maguire. <laughs> uh, you know, other than right. the, the albino kid in the back of the LeBaron and uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was the hitchhiker. Yeah, because... You know? Yeah, because I'm trying to think. Tobey Maguire in the first Spider-Man movie might have had the second worst ugly cry behind James Vanderbeek. <laughs> and that, he totally did. Yeah, like that cracks me up still. His ugly cry. Yep. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's still a meme to this day. Yep. His ugly cry. Oh, Toby. And then he broke his back. And then they made fun of it in the second Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, God, I... I mean, I, I was kind of hoping that the Spider-Man 4 they originally wanted to do was going to happen because... Well, I read... I was reading something about it. John Malkovich is the... Oh, yeah. Freaking epic. Because I remember reading something about Sam Raimi's treatment. Like, he wrote a treatment for it. And it had, uh, was it Black Cat? Black Cat was going to be in it. They still haven't done her. No, Anne Hathaway was supposed to be Black Cat. And then we got her as a Catwoman. Yeah. Um, We did get close in the Amazing Spider-Man 2. There was a Felicia character. Yeah. We never really got to hear her name, her last name, and we never got to see anything because... Amazing Spider-Man 2 shit the bed. <sighs> About as hard as Spider-Man 3 shit the bed. Yeah. Franchise killers. It really was. Like, Both of them were. Spider-Man except, 3 was a franchise killer. Except between Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man 1, it there wasn't a whole lot of time anyway. Right. I remember a lot of people were pissed off about that. They were yeah. pissed off that it got rebooted well, so fast. I think we were kind of pissed off more so that like, hey, we got to see Uncle Ben get killed again. Like, because we got flashbacks of it in Spider-Man 3, so Uncle Ben got to die twice in one trilogy, essentially. Right. Like, you know, or we got to keep seeing it. Well, I thought he kind of flashed back to it a little bit in, uh, in 2, in because two, he was coming was... back to when he gave up being Spider-Man. Yeah, and, and it was back Uncle and... Ben in the car. Yeah, he yeah. kind of, there was a kind of a flashback to Uncle Ben there. So you get that with great power comes great responsibility line that is paraphrased in some fashion in every single Spider-Man to come after. Well, I mean, even into the Spider-Verse... Miles is getting ready to say it, and Peter's like, don't you finish that sentence. <laughs> you know, he's even Peter Parker's getting tired of hearing it. Yeah. So, and, you know, and I'm getting tired of seeing Uncle Ben die. Uh, oh, me too. Especially, like, when you cast Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben, I'm like, don't do it. Right. Yeah, like, you know, and Sally Field, also a great Aunt May. Right. I gotta say, but, yeah. Aunt May's slowly, it was a Brian Pesain joke. He's like, Aunt May's slowly getting younger, <laughs> and I'm starting to become more and more attracted to Aunt May. I feel icky. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, kind of weird. Like, Aunt May, even, when I read them in the 90s, like, she almost felt like a, you know, like a motherly character, even to the reader. I mean, like... I mean, she totally is a motherly character. I mean, she's yeah, Peter's mother. But you're just like, you you almost felt like a kinship with her, even though, like, you, like I know she's fake. I know she's not my mom, but, like, I feel like I would be perfectly comfortable well, I remember when it come to find out that Jarvis is a, a scroll sleeper, 
I remember one of my first thoughts was, poor Aunt May. You right? know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was one of the first things I thought was, poor Aunt May, she was going to marry that man, you know? Because, <laughs> like, Aunt, Aunt May gets shit on quite a bit. All the time. I mean, uh, she almost married Dr. Hawk. Yeah. Dr. Hawk. Um, she did die at one point. And didn't Peter, like, bargain for her soul with Mephisto? Yes, that was uh, yes. the one last day. Yeah. That got people pissed off. I remember that. Um, basically, they were doing that because they were tired of Peter being married. Yeah. And they wanted to get rid of his and MJ's marriage. And so the way they did it was, okay, we're going to bring Aunt May back to life and everybody's going to forget who you are. Since, hold on, we might actually have a, a uh, right in the nerds first, and we might have to take a quick break and we'll get back. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, well, I saw who, who was calling there, so yeah, I'll get back I thought it might her. be important. All right, we didn't have to stop, <clears throat> which would have been fine, but. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I, I kind of, you know how we were talking last week about how Adama gets shit on in Metal Star Galactic yeah. all the time? It's Aunt May. Oh, yeah, and, oh, yeah, Aunt May gets shit on. Aunt May Her house gets fucked up all the time. Right. And for somebody who had a secret identity, people, for some reason, target the shit out of Aunt May. Almost no like, kidding, like... They... Well, I mean, even Green Goblin in the first movie... Yeah. When he figures out who... First thing he does is goes and attacks Aunt May. Oh, yes. You know, I'm going to attack the old woman who's really no threat to me at all. Watching Willem Dafoe with himself in the mirror like the cunning warrior attacks neither mind or attacks neither like body nor mind you're like the heart norman the heart yeah (laughs) and part of me is i spent most of the movie thinking like you look more like the green goblin without the mask right i did too that the the mask was the only thing that bothered me in the whole movie well it was too robotic looking it was very power rangers exactly very power rangers-esque um, glider was good. The rest of the suit was good. Just that mask drove me nuts. We had one point where we were watching it on video. It was right after the video came out, you know, for home ownership. And my friends are like, what do you have a problem with? Like with the green goblin thing, because they had noticed I'd like get cringy mm-hmm. every time the suit would show up. So I eventually I'm like, I just pulled it up and I'm like, all right, hit it now. And then I played the power Rangers theme song. <laughs> that, that he had downloaded. So you just, like, when he flies in here, the dun, 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 dun. I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay, oh, yeah. see? Now you know the problem. Oh, yeah, you you almost waiting for Rita Repulsa to go, make my monster grow! Pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, again, that's with that Sam Raimi, Raimi campiness. Yeah, however, I will say that the Willem Dafoe <laughs> death face, whenever he realizes he done fucked up, it's not, the glider hasn't oh. hit him yet. Yeah, he just has that, huh, like, you know, it's just like, oh, that happened. Like, right, like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole new goblin crap, that pissed me off. Mm. I hated that. Well, three, like I said, three shit the bed. Yeah. Um, For a movie that was supposed to just be about Sandman, now you had to shoehorn in Venom and do more with gob- new goblin, which... Yeah. Uh, which I think James they Franco is, I think they always had Harry set up for like a Well he did I do I know that he was Goblin Green Goblin for a minute. Yeah. Um it didn't last long and he no. ended up getting like better. He, yeah. <laughs> he 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 died the same way his father did. Right. Not through like, you know, 
a backflipping Spider-Man, but Venom, you know, or sorry, Xenomorph throwing the glider back at him. <laughs> right. I'm almost expecting him to show up in Alien Covenant. Which, that, uh, that was part of the absolute worst reveal that I think I've ever seen in movie history, was one? the butler. It's like, oh, yeah, that I, was so hackney and cheap. I cleaned your father's wounds. It was Why? from his own glider. And the, the, the robotic nature of and that I'm, guy's voice. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, you knew he was the fucking goblin the whole time. If you knew all this. Like, he clearly said it came from his own glider. It's like, so you knew. Right. None of this seemed like pertinent information. Or like when I was trying to kill Spider-Man, when I was pissy with everybody. The fact that he almost killed my girlfriend. Uh, the fact that he almost killed me. Right. When he bombed that balcony. Yeah. Like, you know, my father tried to murder me. Well, didn't try to murder me, but, you know, collateral damage was not an issue. Right, exactly. You know, like, there, there's definitely some some holes in everyone's logic in right. that movie. I mean, it's... For its faults, it was good. Uh, hmm. The first one. The second, oh, yeah. the second one was actually really good. Uh, I loved, and I can never think of that guy's name, but I loved his Doc Ock. Uh, Alfred Molina. Albert Molina. God, yes, he was great. Hell, even in that god-awful Sorcerer's Apprentice movie, he was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What did... I don't know. What else do we need to talk about? I mean, I kind of yeah. don't want to touch on the stuff that RBG was going to talk about because no, and we, he was so impassionate about if, it. It made me excited for this. If we let little bit more time go on where they can finish that series we can actually do a really good follow-up with more in-depth like what the storyline actually wound up entailing well i think i'm gonna have to go all the way back to venom verse hmm. because they did the end of the spider verse so. and then they did a venom verse and i think that's where eddie gets venom back and then carnage comes back osborne takes gets becomes uh, he gets the carnage symbiote becomes the red goblin um, which hooked me a couple years ago. Hmm. I, I heard about that and was interested, just never got a chance to read it. Uh, well, it's like out of all the rogues galleries for all the Marvel characters, I can't think of one out of an entire rogues gallery that has more characters that I like than Spider-Man's. Exactly. And it, even, even Norman Osborn has stepped up from hmm. just being Spider-Man's rogue yeah. to a super threat that the Avengers have had to take on. Yeah, I mean, it's like Norman Osborn is Spider-Man's Doctor Doom. Like He's kind of Spider-Man's... I was going to say he's kind of like the nega Batman. Actually, yeah. I, that's, that's pretty damn accurate. Like, he's very cunning. He's very intelligent. He's very wealthy. See, he is... Yeah, he's the negative... Or the, yeah, the negative Batman. It's, um, he's got... Up until the Ultimate Universe, he really didn't have any powers. I think he had the suit. I think the suit he wore enhanced his strength, but he didn't have any powers that I remember. Let's see, he. I mean, I'm I know he was that, he was I'm always right. smart too. Yeah, like, he's a very he's highly intelligent. And the for the most part, he wasn't really interested in killing Spider Man so much as making him his successor. If I remember, well, there are a few storylines like they're different. They're different. You know, it, it changes because Norman's died a couple of times. Uh, I know at one point, like, Norman just wanted to, like, profit. 
he wanted to make super soldiers basically out of Spider-Man. Which, knowing that Norman's died a few times, there's that part of me that hopes the next time he comes back, where he's just like, by the way, your religion's a lie. Like, there's just, <laughs> you know, he's just that dick. He's, yes. He seems like he'd be the kind of guy who'd be like, well, I can make half the world go nuts by saying this. And then just, like, throw something right. else out there like that. Well, one of the things that, that I found interesting in this absolute carnage thing was, uh, you know, I mentioned that Norman had the carnage symbiote for a mm. minute. Well, when they separated it from him, it imprinted Cletus Cassidy's memories on his brain. Oh. And he now believes that he's the real Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> And he is in basically it was at what was it Raven Home Raven Home so whatever it's like the Arkham Asylum version but in the Marvel universe it's, do you do you think in the new Venom movie they're gonna kill Cletus and Carnage I hope not I don't I mean there's part of me that's like I hope they don't either but I don't know how they're gonna contain it well like I know that the Carnage symbiote bonds with Cassidy at an atomic level oh, that's right so like, a little part of it always lives on so yeah. long as he does. The, uh, vice versa, like either yeah. way, uh, if Carnage dies, a little part of him will live on in Cassidy, and if Cassidy dies, a little part of him will live on in Carnage. So, like they bonded at a molecular level. That was what I was thinking. Because um, I'm, I mean, obviously, since the Sony verse is barreling, hauling ass towards Sinister Six, it's trying to. I mean, we've got Morbius coming. We've got Venom. Venom's supposed to come out this year. Venom right? too. And didn't you say that uh, old Adrian Toomes is supposed to yes. show up in uh, Morbius? Morbius. Um, yeah. So Michael Keaton's back. They're talking about there might be a Tom Holland uh, there appearance be. in Venom too. There should be. I hope so. I mean, they need to meet, especially if. I mean, if they teamed up together to take out Carnage, that would even be. I mean, that's how it had to happen in the comics. Yeah. Carnage came about. Neither of them could do it on their own. They had to team, they had to team up. Um, they also teamed up with Cloak and Dagger, mm. Morbius, and Blade, of all people, <laughs> um, to, to beat Carnage. Um, I used to have that Sega Genesis game, Maximum Carnage. I love that one. Oh, that was a great game. Especially the multiplayer on it, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is about the only way you could beat some of those levels. They were a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Punisher was one of the characters you could call up and he'd shoot stuff. Uh, that's something we could talk about, the games. Like, we yeah. talked a little bit about them. Because, like I said, that... Well, uh, most of them were film tie-in. Until... Well, until 2. Yeah. Until PlayStation 2. Right. And then there was just... I can't remember what company that was, but they cranked out four games... Mm-hmm. And I played and beat every single one of them. Yeah, the one on the PlayStation 1 that I mentioned earlier, um, I just I still remember that scene where they're playing poker because Daredevil's playing with them. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Blaze tries to bluff. And Daredevil just looks at him and goes, you know I know when you're lying. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I'm like, well, Daredevil would suck to play cards Right, with. yeah. He, like, he, nah, I would not want to play poker with Daredevil. Because um, he'd know every yeah. time. But they but they had crossover in that, oh, yeah. which was awesome. Um, and then of course, that's what I liked about the games is especially the PS2 era games was there was a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of crossover, um, even mm-hmm. even in like the Shattered Dimensions, um, and I can't remember all of them. But there was. Uh, do you remember the MTV cartoon? Yes, Neil Patrick Harris was Peter Parker. Ian, 
he played. He was on nine hundred two one zero. He's in uh, Sharknado. Ian something. Yeah, that guy. Uh, whatever. I can't think of it right he now. Was, he was. He uh, was. And I'm blanking. Harry Osborne. Hmm. Uh, Pretty good choices all around, really. Well, Neil Patrick Harris came back for a couple of the games. Oh, and it was Peter Parker and Shatter. Okay. I know he was. I know he was six one six Spider Man in Shattered Dimensions. Hmm. Um, there was Shattered Dimensions was the one that had like Spider Man Noir, Noir, yeah, twenty ninety nine. Which now, if we do a Spider Man Noir game, please get Nicolas Cage. Oh my god. That was so good. Still the worst. I way. was so happy about that. That's still like if I would hear Nicolas Cage come and put me in a headlock and say sleep, like I'd be like, oh, no, I'm just going to die right here. <laughs> right. Like, this is this is what Odin had meant for me for Valhalla. Like right. this is my. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, into the Spider-Verse, they tapped. Like, I don't remember. I know that the girl that played Gwen is like a pop Haley star. Steinfeld. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, badass as hell on True Grit. Like, she was, uh, well, she was only, like, 13 when she did that movie or something like that. That was her? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're talking about the one with the... With Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Oh, like, my that God. Was her. That was her? That was her. I did not realize that. That yeah, movie she's amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, but then, anyway, uh, yeah, it's her for Gwen. Hmm. Um, I don't know who did Miles, but, you know, you had, yeah, we already uh, talked about Lily Tomlin. Right. Um, Jake Johnson was the, we'll say... Out of shape, Peter Parker. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any cash. I'm not really liquid right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was working out in my apartment. What do you mean working out? You got a dad gut. <laughs> right. uh, but then you had, uh, oh my God. Was he? I was going to say Ray Donovan, but I can't remember his name. Leah Schreiber. Leah Schreiber was Kingpin. Yeah. Uh Chris Pine was that Spider-Man. He was a really good Kingpin. He was. I could, like, if they ever did live action, I could see him doing that. Even though part of me is like, you're not Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, no. Yeah. At least he's not Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan had the physique and everything, but I just don't know. I just wanted that that movie. That uh, Michael Clark Duncan was. He's just a teddy bear. I know. I love. It's that. hard to be afraid of a teddy bear. That's true. Like I saw you see him in the Green Mile first, and then you see right. him as Kingpin. And you're like, I'm tired, boss. Dog tired. And now right. I'm gonna try to be the Kingpin and be vicious. And it's like, but you're tired, boss. <laughs> right. I'm just like, but you help people. Like you know, right. that. Yeah. He. I. God. Mm. Rest in peace, sir. Yes. Rest in peace. Even though one of the first things I ever saw him in was he was playing dice with Debo. Oh, shit. Yep, he's wow. one of the guys playing dice with Debo in Friday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Long time ago. Uh, and that was in, 90, what, 94? Yeah. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, I'm really hoping Vincent D'Onofrio makes the leap to the MCU proper. They should. I mean... Honestly, the Kingpin is another one of those who could jump between franchises. Right, he really could, because, I mean, he's a villain proper. I mean, like, I... He's got the strength to really compete with anybody aside from, like, Thor and Hulk. Right. But even at that, he's got the smarts to outdo them. Well, Frank Miller's the one that did that, was, uh, you know, he's... Everybody calls him the fat man. Yeah. And then he takes off his shirt, and it's all muscle! Oh, yeah. Uh... But yeah, like, 
I don't know, watching Vincent D'Onofrio freak out on that guy in the first episode that he actually shows up in Deadpool or Daredevil yeah. uh, and just smashes that dude's head in the door until it's like mush. Mm. That was amazing. It just showed the power he had because he flipped that guy around like he was a fucking rag doll. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, D'Onofrio is perfect for this. Uh, not to mention, I needed to see him do something other Which, than a weird, quirky police detective in one of the many offshoots of Law and Order. I, if they ever do a time travel thing in the MCU again, can we have Spider Man twenty ninety nine? I show hope up? so. Um, like, well, I mean, he's a great character, Oscar Isaac. Well, I mean, was, he was. I guess technically, he was the first Latino Spider-Man until Miles Morales came about. Only because Miles Morales, technically in the timeline, is before him. Right, uh, and then because I remember I read Spider-Man in twenty ninety nine when it came out, and I was all about it. He's a cool ass character, man. Yeah, he really was, and he's the only one that stayed. He was the only one that stuck, mm-hmm. which is funny. Yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I've always liked. Miguel O'Hara, hmm. uh, which is weird because you got Miguel and then O'Hara, so it's almost like he's Latino Irish. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, I think he drinks Jameson and tequila, which would be a horrible idea because yeah. they would have war. They would go to war in your stomach. Uh, but I don't know. It was in the because even his New York is Nuevo York. Yeah. You know it's. Uh, I don't know. But I never questioned was, it. I just assumed, you know, it's futuristic, whatever. And that was the one thing I really liked about Spider-Man in general as well, was that really, as popular as the character was, they felt like they could add more diversity to the role. Like, well, that was something about time. Spider-Man was uh, why the mask is like, because I could be anybody. Yeah. I could be your next door neighbor. I could be your brother, your sister, your mother. I could be your priest. You know, I can be the the guy on the corner that you think is selling drugs. That was one of the things about the mask is underneath the mask, you can be anybody, you know, but once you put the mask on, now you're Spider-Man, which was something they really hit hard with, with Miles. Because the only, I mean, really, if you look at it, some of the only diversity you really had before some of that I can remember I could be completely off base on this. Obviously, you had comics like Blade and stuff that were around before the introduction well, of some of these characters. Well, before Blade but, became a movie, but it was it was Shaft versus vampires, and it was yeah. awful. And X Men was the only one that really had a, diverse a lot group. of diversity. Yeah, which that's what the X Men was about. So yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, you had to have that and incredibly, you know, powerful metaphor for its times. Um. And I don't know. I know they do a lot of race stuff with uh, DC Comics because mm-hmm. I know like uh, Green Arrow, Green Lantern. I don't know if I did that right, but anyway, it was uh, they basically were saying Green Lantern was a racist, <laughs> and uh, it was like there was this one panel. Like you could look the panel up. I mean, you yeah. can Google it. It's a. It, it's probably the the most detail of its time. The most detailed like older black man. Mm. It's really done really well, but it's basically it's like you'll go help the purple man, you'll go help the blue man, but you won't do nothing to help the black man. Mm. And it's just like, for the time, it would have hit really hard. Yeah. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, 
Ah, uh, the 70s. <laughs> right. I say that comics don't have a great history as far as inclusion. Uh, what is it? What do they call it? The woke culture now? Yeah. I mean, that was back whenever. God, I, I can't imagine. Like some of the, I'm just thinking of some of the drawings you could see in older Captain America comics because. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, won't, I won't get into it, and I won't say it because I don't want to get yelled at later. No, but, uh, it's, it's but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it's absolutely like. But I, I'm glad those barriers have really come down a lot in recent right, years. It was because, like, a, I mean, not to speak ill of my father, who was on the last episode. Yeah, but uh, he always bitches because every time, like any time you watch something. Well, they got to add some gay thing in there. Oh, you got a gays kissing. And, you got and I looked at him and I was like, hey, you know what else they're doing? You get to see a black dude and a white girl kiss. Or a Asian girl and a black dude or a white dude. And, you know, I said, they're doing diversity, Dad. Yeah. You know, you know diversity is a thing now. This is the stuff it's, that... You know, it shouldn't be a thing just now. It should have been always a thing. Right, but, like it's the stuff that exists in the real world. Yeah, like this is more but, real than... But you don't get to see it because, well, I guess there's still a large section of culture that will still bitch about a Campbell's Soup commercial. I mean, like, I just saw this thing where these two white supremacists killed this black dude jogging, and they haven't been arrested for it yet. That's horrible, Um, Yeah, yeah, and they they have ties with it. Like, why is that still a fucking thing? Like, I don't understand. But, I mean, with Spider-Man, I don't know. One of the things, like, when we were talking about Miles becoming Spider-Man, in the comics... Wow, that one whistled. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like Slim Pickens there for a minute. I see. (laughs) Or, uh... Get get some Herbert on it. Yeah. Get back to school. (laughs) (laughs) And all paper boy don't know about my Miles, in the comics, Nick Fury gave him his suit. Mm -hmm. Okay? In the Into the Spider-Verse, he took one of Peter's suits and modified it. Yeah. Uh, but in in the movie, uh, he starts out with that cheap, hackney Spider-Man costume. Yeah. And one of the things that hits real hard, especially because I just watched this the other day, is it it's Stanley's cameo. Yeah. The... And he goes, it always fits, eventually. Hmm. And it just like... It I just it caught it choked me up because I'd forgotten about it I and know. so it hit me and I it kind of choked up because he's gone now, um, but it really choked me up and I was like fuck he's right he's gonna grow into it you know yeah. he's gonna get the hang of this because I mean he that's one of the things he struggles with throughout the whole movie is he doesn't even he can't even use his powers at will right it just happens oh yeah because um, he's been Spider Man for a whole like two weeks yeah, you know right? like he's got a get a handle on this so he can save the damn multiverse. It's still one of, like, like I said, Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie they've made yet. Yeah, kind of makes you wonder how they're going to follow that up. Right, like, I did like the end, the end credit scene where Miguel O'Hara comes back and he's in Spider-Man 68. He's like, you're pointing pointing at me. No, you're pointing at me. You pointed first. No, you pointed I thought that was see, fucking You're clearly weird. doing it again. You pointed first. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. I thought that was fucking amazing. Um, and I really do hope that if they do another one, they get him back yes. to be Miguel O'Hara. Exactly. Um, and then uh, 
it makes the inner nerd in me feel like I'm six years old again. Oh yeah, watching watching into the spy. And it's so good, especially because well, I still want to hear some of John Mulaney's outtakes because they said he could ad lib a little bit, but he got kind of filthy with it at times. So who I was John Mulaney? Uh, Spider Ham. Oh yeah, nice. Yes, I would so, love to see that. I would love to hear some of those, but as I understand, he drops you know a few f bombs throughout, so it just wouldn't <laughs> work in that movie. And especially when you realize that movie came from the two guys who got fired off of Solo. Oh, really? Yes, it was um, Bill Lord, Christopher Miller. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's you know, 21 Jump Street, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, those same guys. Um, and the Lego oh, movie. Was, yeah. yeah. So It was so good. Into the Spider-Verse. I was so impressed with that movie. Like, I took the kids to see it, and we all walked out of that movie, because I didn't know how the kids were going to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to make them go. And uh, that way I had an excuse to go. Uh, and we were all walked, all four of us walked out of that movie just dumbfounded and happy. Like, I was so giddy. Um, it was just so good. It was so good. Uh, they just knew how to do it, and they did it right. And I loved that Gwen, throughout the rest of the movie, after Miles and Gwen meet, he's just starting to get his powers, and his hand sticks to her head. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the movie, she has a handprint on the side of her head. She's like, you do not get to comment on my hair. <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome. And it, I loved, like I said, I, for whatever reason, Spider-Gwen is just so cool. And they even made her really cool in the movie, too. Right. Like, I, she'll be a very strong presence in anything they do, I think, after this. I hope so. Or if they would just give them their own like Spider-Verse solo movies, I would be completely content with watching a Spider-Man. They talked about doing that, and I know they did. Because, um, hell, even... Um, I can't remember her name, but she had the Spider-Robot. Oh, yeah, the girls can tell me. I keep wanting to call her Kimiko, but I don't think that's right. I think right. it's Akiko? Maybe, yeah. Penny. Penny Parker. Okay, that, yes, that's right. Was Penny Parker? I just remember she's from Japan. Yeah, in right? the year yeah. like thirty-two something. Like right. she's way up there. She has that kick-ass spider bot. She's like psychically linked with her pet spider that's in the spider bot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, they the girls loved her. They like they were her favorite. She was their favorite. Yeah. Whereas you know, my, I was all about Gwen. My my son. Uh, him a toy one day and it was the spider robot from into the spider verse oh, that's, nice. that's what he chose he saw that on the shelf he's like that's mine <laughs> i own that yes oh uh, let's see the comics uh it's really wild because like the the marvel universe proper is 616 mm. universe 616 right. that's the one that we all know and love uh gwen is actually from 65 but Spider-Woman and Silk created a dimension watch. So Gwen can just pop over into 616 whenever she wants. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you have a really good character and you just want them to be able to show up whenever the hell you want exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I need Spider-Gwen. Uh, we got a thing. It was like... A, can't remember what movie it was, but they're talking about making a movie mm-hmm. and blowing smoke rings in the space station in space. And oh it was yeah! Like, 
Oh, like, how that wouldn't that with the, the that oxygen a, and everything wouldn't it explode? Oh, you just do that. You that created was, a that was device the movie, that does whatever. Thank you for smoking. That's exactly yes. that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, thank you for smoking. Love that. Movie. And uh, you know, yo, it just you make a quick reference to whatever device that filters that out. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know that's the, that's exact. It's a MacGuffin. Right. It's absolutely a MacGuffin. Just helps you get from one place to another. Um, so yeah, they totally gave her a watch so she can jump back and forth between the dimensions. Um, her and Miles have this weird relationship because Miles is 16 and she's only 19. Mm. Um, it still feels a little wrong because they have a kiss. Yeah. Um, I, I remember reading the comics. Uh, it's actually, it's I think it's called K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> I think that's the name of the story arc. And it starts off with Miles and he's like, so I totally could kiss Spider-Gwen. <laughs> and it kind of builds into that and they're they're going and, and he's telling his because uh in the Tom Holland movies, his buddy, I can't think of his buddy's name, uh the fat kid. Uh Ned. Ned. Ned is actually Miles' friend from <laughs> the boarding school that he goes to. Okay. So they kind of plucked Ned away from Miles and gave him to Peter. Yeah. Um but he's telling Ned about kissing Gwen Stacy, Spider Gwen. And so he's having to like tell the story and then you get to the end of it, they totally kiss. And she's like, well, when you graduate, look me up. Yeah. And she takes off. <laughs> I say, yeah, because that, that's that point where like, even though they're only three years apart, there's still that. Uh, yeah. She's 19, he's 16. Yeah, there's, there's still a legal, uh, yeah. If it had been anything other than a kiss, we'd be looking at statutory charges. <laughs> right. Which is one of those where it's like, it it does feel wrong Like when, right. when you read that. But but I mean, Miles, I love Miles. I don't know. And it wouldn't all be possible if it wasn't for Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man is the reason why there's this huge, vast universe. Even in the Marvel universe itself, there's a huge universe of just Spider-Man lore. Oh, yeah. Uh, they made it so, the mythos for Spider-Man is so deep that it, it, you could literally take a college course and become a professor just on Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you have your dissertation on the golden age. Right, like, yeah, the golden the, age of Spider-Man to the modern age of Spider-Man, you know. I don't even know what your thesis would be. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, Spider-Man is just so universally accepted. What? Yeah, which is the funny thing because, you know, he's so universally accepted that people will still read it when they fuck with it horribly. Like, you remember... Look at the clone. You remember how much of a shit fit people threw whenever Captain America said, Hail Hydra? I threw a shit fit. Yeah. Um, I was completely pissed off because, I mean, it took Chris Evans being Captain America for me to finally come around and start liking Captain America. Right. Even after Civil War. And I sided with him. I didn't like him. He just was right. Yeah. I thought he was right. Pretty much. Uh, didn't mean I liked him. Uh, and then he gets killed. Hmm. You know, the whole death of Captain America thing. Right. Um, and it wasn't until, like I said, Chris Evans takes over as Cap that I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I like Cap. Right. Um for him to, for me to see that panel of Cap going "Hail Hydra," I completely just revolted yeah. in my head. My my I, brain almost exploded. 
I was so mad. I knew they were going to head to some kind of conclusion where everything was going to ride itself. Well, that's how you do, though. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, people threw a shit fit over that, but I don't remember too many people throwing a shit fit whenever Peter got killed and replaced by Doc Ock as Spider-Man. I thought it was interesting. Here's the funny thing. Like, and even People threw a shit fit when they found out that he was going to get a black suit that they were already retconning it and trying to kill it before they even introduced the black suit. Mm. And when it hit, everybody fucking loved it. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things. Everybody hated Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. To this day, one but of the best Jokers ever. I don't... Yeah, like, it's even to the point, I don't remember hearing any backlash about Miles Morales. I don't remember hearing any backlash about Spider-Gwen. Like, I... All the other different Spider-Men that you have, like, it wasn't Peter Parker. It was a complete rewrite of the character. Mm-hmm. But people latched onto it because at its core, it's it was still, still Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. And that's the best part. Like, it, and it quite literally goes back to what you said earlier about the mask. It could be anybody. Exactly. You could literally have anybody in that spider suit. Doesn't matter who the hell they are, so long as they are what Peter Parker and his Spider-Man meant to us, then right. it just carries on. And I think that's, and I think honestly that Marvel has done Miles dirty by bringing him over into our universe with Spider Man because Miles isn't Kid Arachne. No, he's not second banana. Yeah, no, he's just as good, if not better, than Peter Parker, and he has a different set of of powers. He's got the camouflage. He's got the stun punch, which uh, they've kind of nerfed. I know, yeah, they were, uh, RBG was talking yeah, about how they talking, nerfed his stunt That power. kind of pissed me off, where I yeah. feel like the all of the villains are sponsored by Rubbermaid now. Like, exactly. Like, clearly, if you're going to nullify his powers like that, like, I guess everybody wears rubber suits in that universe. I don't know, maybe Miles just needs to go have a talk with Electro. <laughs> right. Electro figures out a way around it, so <laughs> Miles yeah. needs to, too. Um, but yeah, when they nerfed that, that aggravated me. They better not nerf his camo thing. Um, I mean, he was different, but he's still like that same goofy, you yeah. know, like kid who always has a good quip, you know, like. It's kind of like what Happy says to Peter when at the end of Far From Home, hmm. you know, everybody remembers Tony as this brilliant genius, but nobody realizes is he was constantly second guessing himself. He didn't know if he was doing the right thing. He didn't know if he was doing a good thing. Hmm. You know, he was always worried about it. And Peter's like that. Am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to do? Mm. You know, he constantly second-guesses himself. Miles does the same thing. Mm. You know, I think any superhero would. Anybody with powers, and I think the closest thing any of us will ever get to that is being a gun owner. Yeah. is like, when I became a gun owner, suddenly if I had a gun on me, things were different. Yeah. You know, uh, just everyday things you had to think about. Is now suddenly, I have a gun. Yeah, and that's a big responsibility. Yeah, the capabilities of life and death are exactly. Your hands, so um, it was like yeah. uh, I know my dad got into a road rage battle with some dude on the highway coming home from work, and he usually carries, but he can't carry because he works at a government base. Yeah, so he can't carry at work. He can't even take it to work and sit in the parking lot. Right. But the guy he was having a spat with on the road had a gun. Um, that guy ended up calling the cops on my dad. <laughs> and 
So it was a weird thing, and every you know nothing. Pride were hurt, was hurt. That was it. Yeah. But it's definitely like, I kind of get it. Just in that sense, is like, oh my god, I have this power, I have this thing that can equalize everything. But you can't brandish it. You know, it's not for that. Right. Um, it's a last defense. It's a last scenario. You know, worst case scenario thing. Uh, you know, I remember getting into an argument with someone in a parking lot because he almost hit one of the girls and realized that if we went to blows, I had one on me. And even if we just went to blows, you know, fight, you know, fist fighting. Yeah. What if we decided to, ro- you know, roll around on the ground hmm. and it comes out, you know, it falls out of my pocket or right. in the holster. Uh, it's just one of those things where you really do have to think about. With great power comes great I was, responsibility. I was getting ready to throw that it, out there. It, it really yeah. is one of those things. And that's the closest I think anybody will ever get to, except for maybe the guy holding his finger over the button for a nuke. Yeah. You know, uh, that that's the closest everyday people will get to what it's like to be a superpowered mm-hmm. thing, uh, a being. Yeah. And also goes back to it. Spider-Man has always wielded that power responsibly. It seems like. I can't remember. Well, he didn't at first. Because, mm. I mean, he was using it for personal gain. He was wrestling. Oh, well, yeah, um, that's true. And there's something I did want to bring up. Uh, R- Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> was Bonesaw McGraw in uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man. Okay, they changed his name to Bonesaw McGraw because I can't remember the name, the uh, the full name of the original wrestler he fought, but Hogan was in the name, nope. and Macho Man would not play a character with well, the name Hogan in it. Of course not. I mean, so, if, if you've ever heard that Macho Man Randy Savage rap album, <laughs> I then to. yes, I need to so bad. there is a song. I quite, I swear to God that I can remember hearing it because my cousin's like, I saw this, I had to get it, and then it was like, "Be a man, Hulk." Like, <laughs> you, I can just hear that, and I'm like, "Be a man." It had a uh, fucking Hulk Hogan disc disc track, and I'm like, "You guys aren't even wrestling anymore." Like, right? Why are you, you guys aren't you guys like eighty? Uh, I am sad that he's gone. He, you know, yeah. he had a heart attack and was in. If the heart attack hadn't killed him, the car crash would have. Uh, he was my birthday buddy. He uh. was born on my. I was born on his birthday because he was much older than. Me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, we had the same birthday. He was. He's my favorite yeah. of the birthday because I also share a birthday with Chad Kroger. Nice from Nickelback. Yeah, mine is. Uh, uh, mine is Harold Ramis. Oh yeah, I get one that's of fucking dope. OG Ghostbusters. Oh, that's so awesome! I think the next really cool one after that is uh... oh, uh, Shaylee, uh, Shaylee Woodley. Oh, nice. Her and I, yeah. Which is even crazier because she did that movie, The Descendants, with George Clooney. Yeah. And George Clooney's character in that was Matt King, <laughs> and I went by Matt King in high school. Nice. So Shailene Woodley and I have the same birthday. She played in a movie with a character named Matt King. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but the, no, Johnny Lee Miller. Mm. He's the other. He's the next cool one in my my birthday buddy rung. And uh, that's just because you know he he got to kiss. He got to be with Angelina Jolie for years. There you go. So I think uh, okay. Since we're rattling off people who are by their own right pretty cool. Right. Right. 
you know, even Nickelback included on that one, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm ashamed I did. So it's a. Uh, so, I guess uh, run it into the magnificent bastard. Then, I mean, who 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 do you got? I don't really know. I mean, if we if we got to go with it. I mean, we can't do Stan, because Stan is on another level. Stan is, yeah. Stan is just a magnificent god <laughs> at right. this point. I mean, if it hadn't been for him, we wouldn't have no. a lot of the stuff that we nerd out about. Uh, let's let's keep it in the realm of Spider-Man. Do you want to do a movie? or you? If it's a movie, it's Spider-Verse. But to me, there's no way around that one if it's a movie. Right, if right. it's a character... I'm I'm honestly leaning on uh, Miles Morales maybe or I give it or Miles. even a Spider Gwen Miles yeah. or Gwen yeah uh, I give it to Miles he's a honestly Miles is my favorite Spider Man um, I gotta say Spider Man because I, uh, I wasn't too familiar with the Ultimate Universe but after Spider Verse I went and got acquainted I was gonna say if you need to if you just want to bone up on just the early days of Miles. I have and there is Spider-Man R.I.P., which oh, is yeah. the death of Peter Parker, and that whole fight. Yeah. And then immediately after that is I have uh, Spider-Man Volume 1 and 2, all in hardback. And um, Yeah, because... So I have Miles' debut as Spider-Man yeah. commemorative. I mean, so, Miles, like, I had to go back and look. Yeah, because, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it, he... He is, by all intents and purposes, like... I almost want to say he's a better Spider-Man. I have to agree. If only... I mean, well, actually, the, just the way he's been portrayed ever, all the way up to now, even. Well, see, even the fact that he's considered Kid Arachnid now, and he doesn't really seem to bitch well, about that. Well, he's with that. the champions. Yeah. Um, with uh, Camila Khan, and... Uh, who the hell else is on that team? I think Wiccan... Hmm. and Hulkling are on that team. But they may not be. I don't remember who's all on Same. that team. I just remember Camila Khan, Nova. Camila Khan, Nova, the kid Nova, Sam, yeah, whatever his name is. He's in the Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, that Nova. Because I, uh, I, I enjoy the hell out of it whenever somebody, whenever it's an interesting choice to take over a mantle from someone else, like Sam yeah. Wilson Sam as Wilson. Captain America. Oh, yeah, Nova. Perfect. Like to me, he did. He did. like honestly, I know, haven't read any of it. He's not. He's not enhanced like Cap, you know. Like, but he is still an ass kicker in his own right. Like he. I'm very excited to see Falcon oh, and Winter Soldier. Me too. Especially since they cast those guys perfectly for the movies and stuff. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are. I've seen right. a couple episodes of the second season of uh, Altered Carbon, mm-hmm. and holy shit, Anthony Mackie plays Takashi. Oh god, I can't think of his name. Plays that character great. Oh, he's yeah, he's Anthony Mackie's awesome. Of course, and then you remember really great. If I don't know if you remember, have you seen uh, Million Dollar Baby? Yes. Anthony Mackie's the dickhead picking on the special needs guy in that in that boxing gym that really Morgan Freeman knocks the fuck out. Oh damn. Yeah, Morgan Freeman throughout is like I always had it at hundred and two, then he knocks out Anthony Mackie and he goes, "I knew I had hundred and two in me." <laughs> like I was just like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a dick in that movie. I 
he gets everything he deserves by the hand, at the hands of an old man. So I, I like it when the mantle gets taken over by an interesting choice because, well, Miles Morales kind of comes out of nowhere, really. Yeah, Miles literally fell out of the sky. Yeah, and and he nails it. Like, he hits the ground running. He doesn't, you know... Well, he gets help. He does get help. I mean, I remember in the early days, oh, I mean, Mary you, Jane, him and Mary Jane have a con- you, several conversations. You definitely have to have some kind of help. Uh, Nick Fury steps up and helps mm-hmm. out a lot. Um, but... Even at that, like, it, it was unflinching, though. Like, it wasn't... Right. You know. He kind of got the powers, kind of realized what he were, what he was. Mm. Um, not to mention, I loved the flair he put to his own suit. Mm. Whereas, like... Because Into the Spider-Verse, the movie, uh, he's, he's a tagger. He does graffiti. Yeah. And his Spider-Man emblem on the front of his chest is graffiti. Yep. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, I've always had a soft spot for graffiti. Yeah. Um, graffiti artists are very underappreciated, especially since it's... I can agree with that. Especially, yeah. you know, because it is vandalism, essentially. It, yeah. But, I mean, look at Banksy. Right. You know? You can make it an art form. They found a especially. Banksy... They found a Banksy painting, you know, some work, piece of work he did on a condemned building that was going to sell for like $12,000 in Australia... And now that building by itself is like $400,000 because there's a Banksy painting on it. I mean, hell, even even that one time he shredded his own painting. They uh, sold the shredded scraps! Yeah, it actually made the value go up. I know. God. Um, so, but I loved that. It was very kind of street. Um, it kind of... And I'm not going to say I did graffiti. I didn't do any graffiti. Yeah. Like, illegal graffiti. I drew a lot in a in my sketchbooks and stuff. Mm. Uh, but it, it kind of made me appreciate him a little more. Yeah. Because, uh, you know... Well, it, that makes you appreciate even more because he's clearly not Peter Parker. They yeah. don't ever want you to think he's Peter Parker. They want you to realize this guy is doing his own thing and, you know, that he's doing it well. And he's still going to honor the code and the, the moral code that Peter set out, mm. but he is his own man. He's, he's going to have his own set of problems, his own set of... Well, shit, he's got his own set of skills. Yeah. You know, um, it's one of the reasons why I've always liked Black Cat. Mm. And I really want a Black Cat to show up. We've had Gwen Stacy. We've had Mary Jane. I want Black Cat because Black Cat in the Ultimate Universe was a little more screwy than in the regular one. Yeah. But Black Cat likes Spider-Man, not Peter Parker. (laughs) Right. I mean, she didn't know huh. they were the same. You know, afterwards she finds out and everything's okay. It's kind of like Catwoman and Batman. Right. You know, she doesn't know he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. She's just in love with Batman. Finds out he's Bruce Wayne, and that's okay. You know? Um, and, and honestly, Black Cat is very much an answer to Catwoman right. for Marvel. But I've always thought that that dynamic between Spider-Man and Black Cat would be, a romance between them would be interesting. Because, you know... It is off. They, they're her morals are flexible, where his aren't. Right. So you know, she is very much when they meet cat burglar or a super thief. I can't remember what it is. But either way, I've always not to mention. Have you seen some of the costumes that girl wears? Talk about fan service. <laughs> uh, yeah, I say. Uh, yeah, definitely some. 
I showed as my wife loves Black Cat because like she loves Catwoman, mm. and I was like, I was I can't remember if I was reading a comic or whatever. But she was like, "Who the hell is that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's Black Cat." And showed her a picture, and she was like, "Damn." Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I really want to see Black Cat show up sooner or later. They were uh, gonna do the Black Cat Silver Sable movie, but that got eighty six. Yeah, I mean, that's still a phrase eighty six. I guess they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to eventually. I mean, there's no way around it. I really want to see it, and I'd like to see it instead of introducing proper Mary Jane to the Tom Holland. I'd like to see a Felicia Hardy. Because I mean, granted, we still got a ways to go before you'll start seeing more female characters jump up. Because there was always that those stories that circulated before Captain Marvel that Kevin Feige was fighting real hard to get Captain Marvel on the big screen, but that he quite literally at one point turned to somebody and was like, after this weekend, I have no idea if I'll be doing these anymore because people Damn. are pushing hard against Carol Danvers. Like, But it's Carol Danvers. It's not the yeah, fact that she, we're trying to you, make a movie. Do you think it's Carol Danvers as a character yeah, sucks? I, I'm, I don't think the executives above, above Feige probably knew that. I'm willing to venture. There are so many other female characters that you could go into. Scarlet Witch should have had her own movie. Scarlet Witch. um, Scarlet Witch. We're just now getting a Black Widow. Right. She should have had a movie before this. And I think that lends more credence to the whole thing of like Feige, like almost getting shit canned because he's pushing for Captain Marvel so hard that finally they realize, oh, maybe this can work. So they're like, you know, or they see Wonder Woman and they realize it can finally work. I would have much rathered like a Ms. Marvel with Camila Khan. Yes. Oh my God. Um, Ms. That, Marvel is awesome. And yeah, she's getting her yeah. own series. So yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I would have rather seen that over Captain Marvel. Um, and I'm really trying to think, I'm kind of pushing my brain here for a minute. I mean, we didn't really get the wasp until Ant-Man two. Yeah. And even at that, that she, was different. It was funny because she was better than him in the movie. Like she, Hope Van Dyne was just absolutely kicking ass all over the place. Well, she kind of trained for it her whole life, whereas he's just right, a thief. <laughs> you know? right. But even then, she still winds up playing second banana. Yeah, she does. She absolutely does. Yeah. Um, Which kind of frustrating, I, I gotta say. I did like seeing Janet as Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. Um, I'm they they're just not gonna mention all the domestic abuse. No. In, in that, they're just going to skip over Nope, that. they're, they're going to write that out of the character. Right. Um, Which is for the better. I can't wait to, honestly, can't wait to see who they get to be She-Hulk. That's, yeah, that's actually... Uh, Jennifer Walters? Jennifer... Well, her name's Jennifer. Waters? Was it Waters? I don't think it's Waters. Oh, it's, uh, hold on, wait, hold on here a second, though. Why don't we go with some Mandalorian cat? Gina Carano? That'd be good. I mean... Well, they were talking about even... Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Which is just... A, I always thought Gina Carano was... Yeah. Dumbed down Ronda Rousey, and now I'm starting to think it's the other way around. Better actress, at least. Yeah. Uh, which, I gotta say... And the funny thing is, she still has that look of an MMA fighter, so oh, at yeah, that point... she still looks like just, she's kicked my ass. Just CGI some green on her, and you're good. Like... I mean, uh... Damn. I'm really starting to sit here thinking, trying to think about the Marvel Universe, and, you know, I'm a guy, so I've always followed the guys. 
Uh, I mean, even at that, though. Well, I mean, we kind of got an X-23. Yeah. A miniature version. Yeah. <laughs> um, still second fiddle, though. You know, well, yeah, and Logan. Still miniature. She was uh, fucking vicious, though. Yeah, she was. She had the blade in her foot. Yep, that was uh, awesome. I always liked that about her. She had the two and then the foot one. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we need a Spider-Gwen movie. Period. Oh, yeah. There's... Gwen would kill. She's so cool. And if they did live action, Haley Steinfeld, why not? Right. Have her play. Just let her be Gwen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sure she wouldn't be opposed to having her hair dyed if you wanted her the blonde color. You know? Like, actually, have you read any of Spider-Gwen stuff? No. Uh, I, I had to basically go back and do research through wikis because I'm like, I can't buy all these. And right. It's like you could honestly you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars just doing comic research. Um, like the whole universe is pretty cool. Um, Matt Murdock is the kingpin. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's he a has, hell of a twist. He has Wilson Fisk killed. Oh, and well. becomes the kingpin. There you go. Why not? Um, and he's still a lawyer. Um, I still. He sets up Foggy to be mayor. Oh, very nice. Immediately in his pocket. Yeah. Um, Peter Parker's the lizard. That's her origin story. She fights the lizard, and accidentally kills him. And when he dies and turns back into a person. Peter. Peter's her best friend. So she accidentally kills her best friend. Um, Which is her, you know, great power. Um, Yeah, that's her Uncle Ben. Uh, Like, that whole, that whole universe is amazing. Um, The, the band she plays for, the Mary Janes. (laughs) Mary Jane Watson's the lead singer. Very nice. Uh, Betty Brant is the bassist, and I can't remember who their guitarist is. Good but Lord. Gwen is is the drummer. Um, and they're getting some help. Uh, Captain America in her universe is a girl. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name. It's not... We're not talking like a Sharon or Peggy Carter. No. Like, okay. Because... Um, shit. Because that would be... To me, like that—that's just trying to kind of wedge it in somewhere. Like, no, she's a different character name. Okay. Like her her character's name is different, but she's still Captain America, and she's pretty cool. She kicks ass. Um, Stevie Rogers. <laughs> uh, the Punisher used to be uh, her dad's captain. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like you. Honestly, if you get a chance to, I don't have any of them. Uh, I want them. But, uh, yeah, you should read through them. Uh, Matt Murdock has Venom created Hmm. to try to control Gwen. Oh, shit. And uh, her and Venom and her, when they get bonded, they like each other. (laughs) So it's like she even says, uh, you know, when it comes to Venom and I... We dance to the same tune. Like, there's a lot of music references and stuff into it. It's pretty good, and like, I love it. Um, it 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 was so original, and and you know, at the time, because uh, they they did Spider Gwen, and then they did Gwenpool. Yeah, Gwenpool is not even Gwen Stacy. Gwenpool is actually Gwendolyn Pool, uh-huh. 
and she's from our world, like you and me, yeah, and got pulled into the comics. <laughs> so that's perfect. It is. It, it, she knows she's in a comic, just like Deadpool. Uh, so yeah, the whole Gwenpool thing's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, Spider Gwen definitely needs her own movie. Uh, serious, something other, and I hate, I hate the the Marvel Rising because now she's Ghost Spider, and that's just like no, that's no. awful. Um, I don't know what it is about her colors, like her suit colors, they just pop. I don't know. Is yeah, actually, they it's really good contrast. It's that like neon blue and that mm. pink, that hot pink, and then the white. I don't know, and mm. black. It just works. Like for some reason, those colors work for her. Um. Her shoes or ballet shoes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know. I think uh, Gwen Stacy as Spider Gwen is one of the coolest Spider characters they've done in the last fifteen years. Oh, easily. Outside of Miles. Yeah. Uh, Miles is my favorite Spider Man. Gwen is my favorite. Everything else. Um, <clears throat> and of course, on screen, we all know the best Spider Man's Toby. That's the... Ah, uh, see. <laughs> I am kidding by that. Please don't. Everybody... Well, was it? They said... Uh, hate me for that. Uh, Tom Holland was the best. Of they both said Toby Maguire was good as Peter Parker. Yeah. Andrew Garfield was good as Spider-Man. And then they said Tom Holland is good at both. Yes. So, uh, I don't know. I did have a, a soft spot for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, mm. especially when he's starting to learn his powers. He's skateboarding. Yeah. I used to be a skateboarder. So it really kind of, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'd do if I were Spider-Man. You know, uh, I'd be doing tricks on my skateboard and screwing around that way. Um, I, like I said, outside of Into the Spider-Verse, my favorite Spider-Man flick is is The Amazing Spider-Man. I just thought they did it better. And then they dropped, they just shit the bed with the second one. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, I can't really disagree with that, except maybe for Homecoming. Uh, actually, I I was extremely happy to see Mysterio in a movie, I'll be honest. I was, too. I've been wanting Mysterio in, in one of the movies forever. And everybody was talking about how Mysterio was a good guy. Mysterio, I was like, no, no. no. Mysterio a, is a charlatan. He's an FX yeah. guy. But I like the way they did bring that into it. They, with barf and everything. Yeah, if there would have been a Spider-Man 4, there was going to be a Mysterio cameo, and when he takes off the helmet, it's Bruce Campbell. Oh, nice. It's like, that, to me, would have been absolutely Perfect. amazing. Who uh, is it that Bruce Campbell's wanting to be in that Doctor Strange? He's wanting to be one of the villains. Oh, I don't know. I just can't remember who it is. Well, like, like I said, he almost has the look. Like, just let him be an older version of Doctor yeah, Strange like another, from a different another universe. Another universe is Doctor Strange. That would be awesome. I think uh, same universes with Spider Ham. No, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I say that. Speaking of magnificent gods, like Bruce Campbell's on another wavelength for oh, yeah. nerd culture. He is everywhere, the tip top. And to think, like honestly, if you want to look at Sam Raimi's superhero movie, mm-hmm. Dark Man. Yeah, I was gonna say Dark Man. I do remember that. Uh, I saw all three of those. And watched them a lot. I've seen all of them a lot. They're actually pretty good. Um, he wanted Bruce Campbell to be the main character, hmm. but they wanted somebody bigger named, and they forced Liam Neeson on him. 
So Bruce Campbell is Dark Man one time at the end of that movie when he's running away. Mm. He turns around, like, you know it's him because he's the way he's running, and he turns around and it's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, hey, there he is. Uh, and they made three of those. Yeah. Uh, they got worse as they went, but, mm. you know, uh, it, I liked them. I did too. I, I think uh, that might be a good place to wrap up, though, right off of a tangent after we sang the lovely praises of Miles Morales and, and Spider-Gwen for like a half hour. Well, I mean, it does kind of tie together with Sam Raimi. You know, yeah. he directed the first three Spider-Man movies. Um, we're, we're probably going to get at least a Spider-Man or two cameo from his. Oh. There yeah. has to be a cameo. I would think. There's got to be some kind Especially of... Especially if they're multiverse jumping. That would be yeah. hilarious just to see like Tobey Maguire one last time in the spider suit. Ugly or... cry. Yeah. I want to see him in the spider suit ugly crying. Yeah, just like something <laughs> like they're looking at Universe and Benedict Cumberbatch sees that ugly cry. He's like, not going here. Yeah, like, exactly. He just sees Toby's ugly cry and goes, nope, we're going to skip that one. Seen that one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, even in that Deadpool comic, they've made reference because Deadpool always knows he's in a comic. Mm. He makes a reference to doughy-eyed Toby Maguire as Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, on that note, I am Kegger. We are writing the nerds. And with me, as always, is Cody. Uh, big shout out to RBG who couldn't make it tonight. We miss you. We're going to have fun next time. Mm. Uh, like and review us. We are on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars. You can tell us we suck. You can tell us we told you to. Uh, you, you know, just, just do it. It helps us. Um, critique us. Give us reviews. Tell us we suck. Tell us we don't suck. Tell us we're funny. Tell us we're not funny. Tell us we're ugly and you want to smash us in the face with a shovel. Whatever. Yeah. We just need feedback and we need people to listen. We actually got a new country, so we know it's not anybody that we know. Right. Was that what, Morocco? Yeah, yeah we've, made it, we've made it to three continents now. North so America and... The uh, UK, or yeah. Europe and... Europe uh, and Africa. Africa. So, yeah, we're getting there, kind of. Yeah. I think we probably got stumbled on by accident, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I imagine it was probably very accidental. I wonder what episode they listened to. I don't know. I couldn't find that. Out, <laughs> uh, we are as always on Podbean. It's uh, it's where we got our start. We'll, we're probably going to stay on there for a while, uh, especially because you know we're most of our stuff's on there already. Uh, but the little purple icon, click five stars on iTunes and uh, help us out. Uh, and we will be back with you guys next time with another nerdtastic topic. Uh, you guys have a great night.